You doing the new theme song? Yeah. Schemers and grifters and wannabe inventors are trying to get your money so they can get rich real fast. But Jesse and Mike are here to set things right with your Kickstarter Sucks the Podcast. Cause you don't need that bullshit, no you don't need that crap You don't need a toaster that you program with an app You just grab some headphones, you folks are all in luck Mike and JF are back with your Kickstarter sucks Season 3, it's season 3 of YKS Yeah Your Kickstarter sucks the podcast <clears throat> Lucky number 3 Lucky number 3, uh, you've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost The big Three wise men, Bible related, you've all got- of these you got the three main condiments. Yep. Ketchup, mustard, mayo. Yep. You got, um, what is it, three bears? Yeah, the three gaming console. We're just naming three The, the big three game game consoles. No, Sad. No Ouya. What was that? The Wii? Ouya? Oh, oh, yeah. I think it was. It was, the, it was I don't know. If it was the Oh, yeah, it would have sold. It was a little... That was on Kickstarter as well. That was like the OG right? Kickstarter thing. That yeah. was a little uh, gaming console that ran android or something promised to change the future and guess what now it's it's in the past i thought it looked cool when it first came out i was like oh it's cool is that what all these boxes here are by the way i'm looking at right yeah now. why don't you take one of these home okay with you too <laughs> i gotta get these out of here yeah i'm getting yelled at by the old lady so it's season three uh that does not mean if you're just uh if you're just starting your yks journey that doesn't mean we've been doing this for three years. Uh, what we did, somewhat cleverly, I think, mm-hmm. is uh, arbitrarily make uh, distinctions between seasons. To give the illusion of progress. That's correct, Mike. <laughs> so we don't just say, you know, oh, it's episode 48. Yeah. Cause, uh, then we, cause so then we'll be like, oh, this is season three. We've been doing it for three seasons now. Three seasons now, yeah. And everybody's like, wow, that's a lot more. And then also, when it's bad... We can just be like, well, it's only... So it's only season three. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> season three, episode Simpsons, one. We're just getting started. Simpsons didn't get good until season four. Yeah. And, and then after that, Wilson. it was also not as good. So. And then it got real good. Got, and then it was pretty bad from there, and then it continued, I think, on uh, to being bad. So we're not going to talk about The Simpsons. We're going to talk about Kickstarters. So we want to welcome everyone uh, in to season three. Thank you to everybody who has been listening to seasons one and two. You guys already got a leg up. Yeah, been listening to it. You already know what's going on. A lot of people are going to say, "What's the you know?" Uh, we'll talk about Star Wars a little bit later in the show, but you know, a lot of people will say, "Hey, what's the order I should watch the Star Wars movies in?" Mm-hmm. And I think people will probably be saying that about our show in years to come. But what's the order? Yeah, I think it'll be the same as we recorded it. You think it'll be just? Crying I think on? I think it'll be the same kind of hype as, as oh. Star Wars where a lot of fans and stuff like that. Yeah. People uh documenting like background characters and stuff from the podcast like um I don't fucking know. You know, all the fe- <laughs> all the all the cast of We'll know. have our own spin-offs. <laughs> That'll be great. Do you think people are going to get mad when this gets rebooted? We're going to reboot the pod. Oh. Just two hotter guys are going to do it. <laughs> Two younger, hotter guys. And we'll still be involved, but just as consultants, because we've already sold the rights, you know? We've yeah. been rich for years by this point. Yeah. We've made our millions off of the show. Great plan. <laughs> Is it not a good one? Now to sell this whole fucking thing to Disney for uh, $1 billion. Those idiots will buy anything. They really will. They bought that uh, bullshit uh, Mickey Mouse, and he's a loser. I don't know if that's... I don't remember it going down like that. I don't know. Well, 
They bought Goofy and that guy. It's in the name. I mean, he, it tells you. You want that guy at your work? The guy's name is Goofy. You want that guy walking around? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Trying to work. Talk to, hey, uh, listen, you're going to have to talk to Goofy over in HR about those uh, payment process. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to go in there. Come on. <laughs> it's farting with the door open. Oh, boy. Well, uh, and that's the end of season three. Now on to season four. Yeah. A lot of stuff come in season four. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want to. Uh, so that was our new theme song. Um, you heard it there for the very first time. Uh, done by our good friend. Uh, Lydia Burrell on Twitter. Who's not a, that's a woman's name, but it's yeah. 2017. So uh, fellas can have chick names now. And it is 2018 as well. Just want to yeah. keep you on point with well. respect to what year it is. <laughs> um, it is 2018. Cut that out in post. Right. And that's another thing for me to do, which is fine. (laughs) So uh, thank you to the Hell Yeah Babies uh, for season two's theme. Um, I know that they're going on to great great success. Ooh, what was that? (laughs) uh, Well, (laughs) it was was strike one. Was that your Apu? (laughs) Oh, no. You're not allowed to do that. (laughs) The SJWs will get mad if you you do Apu. You know, a white guy does that. Yeah, why aren't they coming for him yet? I think they tried to, but he was uh, he was too powerful. They think I think that everybody's somebody's going to come for you. You think everyone's going to get got? You're about to get got. It's what, just a matter of time. What do you think is going to happen to you? How are you going to get got? Me? Yeah. What's going to happen to you? Oh Lord! What isn't going to happen to you? That <laughs> what hasn't already happened? I don't know, man. The old haggard dog. Um, somebody's going to find the nudes I've been taking of you and that's going to be a whole thing. Looking forward to that. Oof. The and, secret nudes. I mean, and you said they're of me. Is that what you I said? I said of, of boo, my friend boo. Okay. You mean you the, don't know. the child from monsters Inc. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God, it just so, went, uh, so maybe, so, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll come for you. If that's what's <laughs> going on. Uh, so yeah, uh, great new theme, sort of Dukes of Hazardy, right? Yeah. And there's Je- there's a Jesse in that show, but is it a gal? I think so. I think I think the Jesse in Dukes of Hazard is the girl. Yeah, and who are the Duke boys? Uh, also Jesse. Both so Jesse's yeah. a male name and a female name. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but it can be both ways. I feel like I've I feel like that's been mentioned to me once before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, old boss. There's Boss Hog. Boss Hog, big old that's, fat fuck. That's freaking. That's freaking pickles. What? Boss Hog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Your pet pig Pickles. He's always uh, in a sheriff costume. You do have a lot of costumes for him. Going Dagnabbit. Do you not have costumes for him? You do. Uh, you I have wish a, I did, man. You man. have a whole closet of costumes for Pickles. He doesn't wear it. We bought him a little sailor suit one time um, and took one picture of him in it, and then he like immediately uh, pissed in it. Well, he tried to eat my shoe when I walked in today. Yeah. Um, He's mad today for some reason. He's just... <laughs> Stocks are down. He's pissed off. Uh, Lydia Burrell did the theme. What a talented uh, person yeah. that, per- that guy is, huh? Yeah. I don't have to bring gender into it. Again, <laughs> you seem obsessed with it, but yeah, really keep, talented keep guy. back to it. Well, let's see. Yeah, you do. Uh, great theme. Excited to hear it uh, between 15 and 25 more times until we decide we've, we've fucked up enough. Yeah. And then we'll do something else. <laughs> so anyways, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting us on the Patreon page. That's where you can go to get um, even more 
YKS content. We got put up two bonus episodes. This two week, boner right? episodes up last week. Two preemies for you guys um, because we were being a little bit lax with the holidays, so we wanted to crank out some good material. We didn't do that, but we got you. Just yeah, well, we tried a couple episodes. Anyway. Some people told me it was uh, one of the the best bonus ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I and that's true. And I told <laughs> is that real? That is real. Yeah. And I told them that when we were done recording it, we looked at each other, and uh, we were like, "Well, they can't all be good." Yeah. We said, "Oh well." That comment was left by uh, user Jesse F. Yeah. So he's and, and that, or she. You know what? It's 2017. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 2017. Well, it's 2018. Yeah. So I I set them up and you <clears throat> knock them down. That's right. Um. What else? So we, what else we got for season three? We're gonna do the thing where we're gonna go to the launch pad. We're gonna the gadget hole. Yeah, the gadget hole. Need to put that poll up on Patreon so people can start uh, voting on that. We can get some gadget hole gadgets in here. We're gonna go to Amazon and check out some stuff because a lot of the Kickstarter stuff has already been funded. So we're like, let's go buy it and see if it's crap. It's gonna be crap. <laughs> and then guess what? We're gonna we're gonna get the crap and we're gonna talk about the crap. And then we're going to box the crap up and we're going to send it out to you. Crap's coming your way, gang. Here on that Patreon. Patreon.com slash your Kickstarter sucks. Check uh, it out. The gadget hole is going to be so much freaking fun. And like you said, we finally get to get our hands on stuff. I don't know if you did you catch the Chloe, the Chloe has chlamydia update, Mike? No, I didn't see that there was one. Well, there is. <laughs> don't. don't. There, there is. Wag uh, your finger at me. <laughs> if you guys don't, uh, if you guys don't know, Chloe has chlamydia was the project that uh, our patrons decided we should back um, as a podcast, so we could follow along with the process. You know, finally chipping in uh, firsthand. Um, uh, we did try once uh, more previous to that, and um, it was the. Uh, Oh, I always forget. It was the Donald Trump board game. Yeah. Didn't uh, go well. What was the fucking name of it? I don't know. <clears throat> if you search Trump board game on Kickstarter, we'll be here all night. So. It was Kofivi something, right? Oh, Kofivi the game or something. Kofivi yeah. the game. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So this Didn't one funded. The Chloe has chlamydia climbed over the finish line um, somewhat suspiciously, I will add. Um, very last minute. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Mike's got some good stuff up on the screen right now. I'm checking out. Check it out. Uh, pretty good. Um, so uh, let, oh, I got to log in to read the damn thing about the Chloe has chlamydia. About, thing? I want to give everybody the exact update here. The thing was that uh, it's a book about STDs or something uh, written. Correct from the point of uh, point of view of a uh, 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 koala bear of a koala because they have uh, chlamydia. Koala, even, even though I said it's a different kind of chlamydia, and yeah. I don't think you can catch it. Right? Did we say that? Is that what you said? So you can just fuck them if you want. <laughs> if you want to. You got to catch them first. Um, and of course, they have to consent. Um, it says, Happy New 2017. Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to our wonderful backers. We hope you had a wonderful holiday and are staying warm. Wanted to share a quick update on our project timeline with you. Uh, this person's first name I can't pronounce and I won't try. Uh, but essentially, they've gone through the illustrations. They're sending to the printer... Dot, dot, dot. In the next few weeks. Okay, so kind of a big open window there as to when that's going to happen. In the next few weeks? In the next few weeks, they're going to be sending the illustrations to the printer. Cool. Um, also, uh, it, it might take a little bit longer to get there than you expect because they're apparently printing in China. 
why wouldn't you why wouldn't you have the book like already made yeah why wouldn't you like have this already prepared i guess you know they're waiting for the funds to ship it to printing but it they're just now getting to where they're sending the info to the printer probably could have had a couple of sketches this already ended how long ago oh lordy um this ended a long time ago i feel like <laughs> and they're just now well look sending it to if, if they were going to be on top of things it wouldn't be a kickstarter so <laughs> the estimated delivery was february of 2018 um, the funding period ended on november 23rd of 2017 um so that means they were giving themselves you know a give or take three months to uh, get it all uh, sent up. And again, this is like children's book size. So can you, far ma- as I know. Can you so. imagine waiting three months for a book? Yeah. Well, we're going to be waiting longer because um, as it says here, um, the, uh, the benefit of printing offshore is that our costs are much more manageable than printing domestically. Of course, everyone's very excited that they get to save money that we yeah. already gave them. Yeah. The downside is that it takes quite a while longer in parentheses, even longer than we'd expected. <laughs> So it does say that they'll send digital copies in February, um, but again, the, they they still haven't reached out for shipping addresses or anything like that. So um, I'm thinking 2019 is when we'll see this. If 2019, we, looking good. It's my prediction for the that. Chloe has chlamydia book. I can't A spicy wait. illustrated book that breaks down the STD stigmas and promotes sexual health and awareness for adults of all ages. So... Looking forward to that. Looking forward to learning about my privates, my private parts. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, reading it and then enjoying that with other people who are like, who do you think is excited for this? Yeah. <laughs> like somebody is like, yes, they're shipping it now to the printers. Not not too long now. I think I would say people who work in offices. Yeah. Love this kind of stuff. And I'll do respect to all the office workers. But you guys love this crap. You it's it not up. like it wasn't a big buy-in, was it? Like, how much was the book? I don't know, it was like fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's how much they got. That's not how much. Okay. The, that's not so, how but, much but we the, paid. But the Although book, I easily could. But the book, one person, and it's not like a big risk, right? You're not sending investing saying, in a book. Like, you're yeah, saying you're not saying like no, we're not wiring her, you know, funds from our offshore oil accounts or whatever. Yeah. He's not getting any oil out of me. You didn't do that, did you? Well, I mean, I did, but I'm saying you wouldn't have to necessarily. But I did go ahead and give her our social security numbers and all yeah. that. Yeah, our uh, routing numbers, bank yeah. codes. Yeah. So look, and they'll take they'll take care of it, and before you know it, we'll have a book. And honestly, isn't that priceless? Yeah. Knowing how to knowing what your penis should look like, <laughs> if you're like a toucan or whatever, and you're gonna get the book, and it's gonna be like five pages long. It's going to be five pages. Um, it's uh, one of the pages is uh, is going to be Chloe, and she's probably going to be wearing a diaper, and she's going to be first looking into that, the diaper. First page is that blank page. Yeah, <laughs> that blank page. Dedication. They put it in there because they're like, we got to get a certain number of pages. Right. We'll put a blank page in there. It's pretty smart. It's sort of the. Uh, do you ever do that on the uh, report <clears throat> for school? Oh yeah, yeah. Cover page, then title page. Yeah. Table of contents. Yeah, the index, index and then the dedication page. You're like 10 pages in by the time you get to the fucking thing. Pretty much done by now. <laughs> There's only supposed to be Cite 15 pages long. I'm out of here. Booyah. <laughs> I got shit to do. A plus. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really excited about uh, about seeing that and um, and, and, and seeing, um, seeing what happens when a koala 
Is, but, now, is that your Australian that's accent? That's my yeah. Okay. Koala. I'm confused for a second. Is that not good? It's very good. It sounds good to me, personally. I was just making sure. The other day on the uh, Stefan and Jesse uh, and Rob Gamer stream, um, I tried to do I tried to do an accent, and apparently, I think I said um, me Sheila instead of like my my Sheila. How do they say Sheila when it's like a girlfriend? You know, uh, what are you talking about? You know how Australians will call their girlfriend Sheila's? I did not know that. Are you fucking with me? Uh, I'm not fucking with you. It's like the number one thing about Australians. I thought the number one thing about Australians was that they couldn't read or write. Okay. Now that you say that, that does. Yeah. You're you're correct. That's That's ringing the bell. Yep. Well, and they'll let us know what they think about that. (laughs) Um, So uh, let's, let's give an update on something we haven't talked about uh, before, which is sort of a neat twist where we kind of update people on something totally new. It's something in the news right now. This is the news segment of YKS. Yeah. Kind of wanted to do like a better segue into that than this. Okay. And um, three, two, one. Well, Mike, I know it's not good when you eat raw meat. Yeah. But what about when you drink something that's raw? Could that possibly be good for us? That can, that's insanely good. And I'm glad that you brought it up and had to ask, wanted to ask about it because yeah. I wrote a big long thing about it and collected a bunch of stuff about it. And, and I, well, I asked for 15 pages on this. I noticed the first page was a cover it's page. A blank. And dedication. a lot of this was, it. you set it up to be like a fax. I noticed you put all the cover pages on there. It's actually not faxed. Um, you just print it out. The first, but. the first line, what is water? <laughs> Webster's dictionary <laughs> defines water as that's what this uh, i'm just trying to bs the, the <laughs> through, thing through something you didn't even have to do yeah just <laughs> running out the clock on it uh do you remember juicero the little fucking juicero of course it really blew up after we talked about it on the show couldn't help but notice but yeah probably probably had something, something to do, to do with, with that. that uh the juicero was a juicing machine where you ordered the bags of juice and it would squeeze the juice for you out of the bag yeah most insane idea I've ever heard of, I think. Pretty bonkers. So Pretty bad. Yeah. You get a bag of juice, and the juicer juicer squeezes the bag. That's the entire the, fucking thing. The analog would be this. Um, so think uh, think of the Keurig machine, mm-hmm. um, and instead of instead of coming in the little pods that has the ground coffee pre-measured for you know the size of coffee you're going to brew for yourself, imagine if instead it came as an 8-ounce cup of coffee... That you then had to put into the, to the machine for the machine to take the top off of it for you. And the machine was like $300. So that's essentially what the juicer was <clears throat> for juice. Because there was some like actual, you know, plant matter in there. They had to like sque- squeeze or whatever. But, yeah. but essentially you could do it by hand. It yeah. Would, somebody did it. Somebody like reporter or something like squeezed. Yeah. Some reporter squoze the juice out. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, somebody squeezed it. <laughs> somebody, somebody squizzed, and um, <laughs> no, they they uh, so it was a uh, garbage. It blew up. It fell apart. The whole juicer thing. They, cut, they tried to cut the price on it. Yeah. Um, it went from outrageously expensive to only somewhat expensive, which is that's the death knell. Uh, do you remember when HD DVD did that? Oh yeah, and uh, I was a dumb kid, so I was like, well, why wouldn't it take off now? It's cheaper. Oh yeah. Which, so uh, it's, it's cheaper than uh, Blu-ray. I thought because they came out with HD and Blu-ray at the same time or something, and like, yeah, oh, which one's gonna win? And the other one. Did. 
Yeah, and uh, and I did that. Uh, I did that cool thing from the Godzilla movies where I was like standing on the cliff, and I was like, "Whoever wins, we lose." Yeah, you did that. In That's kind of like a fifth grade. Yeah, kind of like a real hard boiled scientist. Kind <laughs> of guy. Juicero, uh, the guy behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let me read you some of the shit that I wrote down here. Jonathan Juicero, which I just cribbed from various articles. <laughs> I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna bullshit you here. Okay. The most prominent proponent of raw water is Doug Evans, a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. After his juicing company Juicero collapsed in September, he went on a 10 day cleanse, drinking nothing but live water. Mm. He says, "I haven't tasted tap water in a long time." That's his quote, which is like a brag, I think. Oh wow. You haven't tasted tap water in ten years. Uh, that's that's amazing, dude. Uh, so have the the people of Flint, Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get up in this guy's face. Nice, I'm not even here. <laughs> yeah, listen up, dude. Um, <laughs> before he could order raw water on demand, Mister Evans went quote spring hunting with friends. Yeah, now that sounds fun. You ever go spring hunting? It, yeah, absolutely. I went to spring with the old lady in uh, New York at the spring, uh, Silver Springs, I think. I don't know what it was. I forget what it was. She's going to hear, she's going to hear me say Silver Springs and she'd be like, she's going to text me later and say, you know, uh, that wasn't Silver Springs. Right. I don't know what it was. Somewhere in New York, uh, the water just comes up out of the ground, JF. What do you mean out of the ground? Just comes out of a big hole there, and you uh, catch some of it, and you sup it down. <laughs> okay, I know what was going on here. Yeah. Uh, she took you to a portable toilet at Penn Station. Well, it wasn't a portable toilet; it was bolted to the ground. <laughs> there was a guy shitting on it, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a spring. Yeah. Um, you have to be agile and tactile, and be available to experiment. He said, "Literally, you have to carry bottles of water through the dark." So this guy is. Uh, his whole new scam now is making this raw water shit, right? So he's found a spring somewhere where somebody's like, oh, you can take the water or whatever. So he bottles all this water. Right. But he was actually stealing this. Yeah, he was actually stealing it, I guess. This wasn't his land or his water. Yeah. He was just taking it from somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, the the, the, the inherent um, conflict between uh, man and nature where we decided we we're going to carve it all up into little squares and we'll all own it. I mean, it's, uh, it's absurd on its face, but, um, this guy's a big piece of shit. So he broke the law. So let's lock him up. Um, yeah, he should be locked up, but until he is locked up, let's continue to laugh at him and, uh, continue to kind of, I guess, expose what he's doing. Cause they, you, people are getting into this raw water thing now. You remember like a, I don't know if you, you're young. You're a young fella. Young buck, yeah. You, uh, you're still green. I'm a greenhorn. You're still wet behind the ears. Yep. You, uh, <laughs> I don't have any more. Um, I still wear a diaper. Yeah. Still suck a baba. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not all. But I remember when bottled water like fucking blew up. Everybody was carrying bottled water around. And then you're yeah. like, why are you carrying bottled water around? Right. And everybody's like, it's good better oh damn and then they were like oh yeah it's but it's it says on the bottle that it's bottled in like a municipal water supply in utah some guys tap so <laughs> it actually says that on there so this is banking on the same kind of idea that like tap water is no good because they have kind of like a good springboard 
because of the Flint stuff that happened. Yeah. By Flint stuff, I mean uh, the Flintstones movie that came out. Right. Okay. I was thinking when John they, Goodman. I was thinking when they crossed over with the Jetsons is what you were talking about. <laughs> the Flint stuff yeah. when they threw that big rack of ribs on the car and it right. don't it tipped over. So they saw that and they now s- who's at fault there? You think? Is it the waitress who puts the huge rack of ribs on the Flintstone car, or is it the Flintstones for ordering the huge rack of ribs? Or is it the manufacturer of the car for not knowing that that's exactly what was going to happen? Yeah. I mean, you know, in my opinion, normally I love it when my waitress has a huge rack. Oh, boy. It's 2017. You can't say stuff like that. You wrote this card for me. I'm just looking at it. (laughs) Just says, say this joke into the microphone. (laughs) It'll be good. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. You, but well, they're, but they're taking advantage of both sides. They're taking advantage of conspiracy theorists, people, um, as he like uh, says in the article. Um, it, it's not the Juicero guy. It's the guy who's like the Maharaja yeah. of this whole so fucking thing. So the Juicero guy. This is a wild story. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy thing that's happening right now. The Juicero guy hooked up with this fucking. Uh, the love guru type guy. Yeah, a real, that's, a real Svengali. But his name is, uh, what is his name? Fuck. Just had it here. I just had it written down here on my notes that I cribbed. Uh, flip it over. From an article. Oh, okay. It just says the waitress <laughs> big rack joke again. Okay, so you wrote this okay, down multiple so places. A CEO uh, founded a company called Live Water and hooked up with the juice row guy. The guy who, the CEO, his name is Mukandi Singh, but he was born. Yeah. Christopher Sanborn. So he just changed his name. Yeah, but the He's picture the picture of him that I saw yeah. was uh he had dreadlocks and was sitting cross legged on a He's rock. He's in it. He's in it to win it, man. <laughs> He's changed his hairstyle, his yeah. name, his clothing. He's like a guru guy now and he's hawking this live water stuff. But I know what you're saying to yourself. Is he a white guy with his shirt off? Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's right, he is. Uh, sell their product through delivery service and in natural food stores like the Rainbow Co-op in San Francisco. Classic Rainbow Co-op. We uh, all know and love. You ever go down to the Rainbow Co-op, get a couple beers, uh, chocolate bar? Yeah, like a sandwich. Pork rinds. I actually do miss... Uh, here it comes. Uh, oh, here it comes. Here it fucking comes. You know, the last, I, knew, you know, I knew as soon as I said Let me it. fucking tell you something. <laughs> when I left here last week, I told myself, you got to stop being so antagonistic to Mike because it's putting a strain on the relationship. You're, yeah. you're too much of a big bitch to him. Even mm-hmm. though it is funny, you, go, you, buy, you guys both laugh at it, but it's too much. You got to quit being a big bitch. But then you have the fucking nerve to bring up yeah. a fucking corner store in Brooklyn again. Oh, I miss the little bodega, and they got the bodega cats in there. You, you can go down walk, there, and it's all dirty. You walk right there, it's, right it's right dirty. They there. got their own deli in the right fucking thing. You get your own you sandwich. sandwich. You walk back. It's a nice little. It's a nice little treat. You can't do that out here, living in the country in the sticks. And yet, the two things that you tell me about whether, where you want to live are: yeah. number one, I want to live in a high-rise apartment. Um, uh, I've where, never said that in a fucking alley where there's piss and shit all over the and people just come up and shit on the building. They shit in their <clears> hand <throat> and they throw it at the building and then they piss on the shit to clean it off of the wall and then they put the piss and the shit back on there. Yeah, what's the problem? That's New York, baby. And <laughs> and I want to live in the woods in a cabin. I do. Like live those are the woods. two things. But that, it was a nice thing. You can still you can not want to live there, but still admire a thing that happened. Are we talking about the shit and the piss? Yeah. Okay. 
when we were the wife and I when we were dating we'd be laying in the bed there and we'd hear outside the window homeless guy yeah just grunting yeah just straining to get that shit out because he's all dehydrated Jesus dude and the turd inside of him is like <laughs> how do you know so much massive I watched it <laughs> we had a window right outside the alley there so he watched it and he was having trouble just bent over and trying to get that damn turd out so we fished a coat hanger outside the window and said here bud so he used a coat hanger to kind of pull. What he did was he bent the coat hanger up and kind of uh, put it up his ass. Yeah, one of the metal then, ones. You're doing. Yeah, and then grabbed, kind of grabbed, kind of half grab, kind of half scrape yeah. the big log of shit out of himself um, and pulled it out of his ass. Okay, and then from there... <laughs> Basically, just left just, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he's, yeah. It's that kind of, you know, you see one of your neighbors in need. You don't get that, you know, all over the place nowadays. It's 2017. Well, your neighbor just uh, knocked on the door and said he could really use some help. Uh, he <laughs> told him to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I will. No, I agree with what you're saying. Um, Brooklyn seems insufferable to me. I don't want to rehash that because everyone knows how I feel about that. But I think. Uh, the, the walking down to the corner to get something I think is cool. Yeah. Um, they're putting a place down the street here by my house. I think they're going to be like a new, it's going to be like a new store. So I'm hoping to, hoping it's going to be like a little general store. Thing. I didn't see that on the That's way. That's going to be cool. I didn't see it. Why don't you give out your address yeah. and let people go by? All right. It's, I'll, I'll give it out. I'm not afraid. Okay. Well, I think I'm, I'm a scaredy cat. I don't want, now I don't want you to do it because I'm just yeah. going to have to cut it. No, um, don't cut it out. I'm telling you right now, don't cut it out. And I'm looking at you and I'm yelling at you right now. And I got my finger pointed at you. Yeah. I'm telling you not to cut it out. I live at one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, yeah. 18, 19, 20, uh-huh. Main Street. Okay. So. You just wanted to show off. You could count the 20. That's all that was. <laughs> so, hey, you said earlier you're talking about oh, this, uh, this conspiracy theory. Fluoride or whatever. The, yeah, it's they're, they're, they're on both sides of this coin here. They're 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 uh, they're trying to grab the weird the weirdo yoga mom. Yeah. Uh, con, you know, like, yeah, I want to be healthy. Right. You know, all the, that. Those freaks. Those freaks. <laughs> and then also the people who think that the, the the fluoride in the water is to you know control the population and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's rare that you can come up with a product that serves both of those markets, both of those niches. But they uh, they really seem to be going after it. What's funny about it is that uh, it's not really. I hate this fucking trend in Silicon Valley now, where people are trying to break. Like you know, Peter Thiel, Peter Peter Thiel, I guess is yes, name? Peter, yeah. Guys injecting himself with blood, yeah. And these guys are like, let's drink fucking rainwater, yeah. That'll uh, we're to live forever. The uh, it has uh, I would say surpassed Brooklyn uh, with a bullet as far as the place. <coughs> I think full of. Oh wow, <coughs> are you okay? Just got to choke there for a second. <coughs> are you telling me? Yeah. <coughs> JF, are you telling me? Yeah. That um. You think Brooklyn is good now, you're saying. Well, I guess I want to backtrack a little bit uh, when I say mm-hmm. that... Um, Top five, you said. Everyone from Brooklyn can kiss on my big ass. <laughs> everyone <coughs> everyone from Brooklyn can get it, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah, if they look like a snack, <clears throat> they can get it. Um, and it won't be quiet for them either, but Silicon Valley is full of garbage people. 
Um, they're all terrible, um, including the people that we know there and like there and consider amongst our closest friends. It's cool though. It's fascinating because they're it's this uh, I don't know huge population of people who's all, all who are all trying to solve problems that aren't real problems. Well, like the night scope people with their robot. Those guys are garbage. Yeah. If you see a night scope robot, please, please vandalize it. <clears throat> you gotta pull. Uh, just pull your gun out. Yeah. I know you're packing. All of our listeners are. We have NRA a, members. We have a 100% discount. packing rate. <laughs> we have a discount if you're an NRA member. But if you do see one of those night scope, scope robots, like out in, in the wild, if yeah. you're, what are you, you're down at the Rainbow Junction fucking trader store. That, whatever yep, the that's where I'm there. Yep. And you see, oh, you're accosted by this fucking robot. And he says, halt. Yeah. Show your identification. Here's what I'm going to tell you what to do in that situation, because yeah. it's going to happen. It will happen. I mean, this is uh, Nightscope is a huge company now. They're, they're testing uh, the ones that are like fucking ATVs and shit. Yeah, too. It's going to happen. So here's what here's what you do. You see one of these robots. You're just walking along. Oh, I can't wait to get home and have uh, see my Netflix mm-hmm. and chill. And uh, one of these robots comes up and says, "What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you don't look like you're from this part of town, scumbag." Here's what you do: you just pull out your uh, pistol and you just blast them. You just unload right into their guts, where all their fucking motherboards and shit are. Full clip. Ah! Yeah, spinning around I on would, fire. I would say another thing you could do if you wanted, if you wanted to, and this is only for the real dedicated listeners out there. I would say you could wait until the Nightscope robot was uh, back at home asleep. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, either socially engineer. Uh, your way into the building, um, hack the passcode on the front door, uh, grab a key fob, something like that. Uh, one good thing to do is if you see somebody coming out, just step right in, grab it up. Oh, thanks. Up, up, up. That's good. Up, up, <laughs> up, up. <laughs> Sneak right in behind them. Uh, tell, let me get right past you, bud. Tell the doorman uh, you're with Postmates and you got to go up to uh, <laughs> Nightscope's um, apartment. Uh, walk in there. Um, and uh, pick up one of the pillows that he mm-hmm. has on his couch, one of the real fluffy ass pillows. Yeah, stick that right in front of your gun, and then just blow his top off. Yeah, and that way the gun silences. It's aye, aye, aye. silences the muzzle a little bit. Robots just spinning around. Yeah. So your your main thing for them is that they spin around. <clears throat> yeah, it's number one thing. <laughs> is that it's a spin. malfunctioning robot? It spins around. What do yeah. you What do you expect it to do? It's like Rosie on the Jetsons. Shut down. Remember when they did that crossover with the Flintstones? What was that about? Don't get me started on the Flintstones again, JF. Not the Flint thing again. You um, you said earlier you're talking about a uh, conspiracy theories or whatever. Right. This Mukandi Singh guy, uh, Christopher Sanborn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean to. You're dead naming him. Dead name him, but <clears throat> it says uh, he gives a quote here in this article. He says. Tap water, you're drinking toilet water with birth control drugs in them. So he said, "Sick." Uh, chloramine, and on top of that, they're putting in fluoride. Call me a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> this is the, the most insane thing. <laughs> yeah, call me a conspiracy theorist, but it's a mind control drug that has no benefit to our dental health. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's not a fan of home filters either, claiming that it ruins water as well so this is where it gets interesting right so he doesn't like a public municipal water supplies because of fluoride and everything yeah uh, but he also doesn't trust home filters so what are you supposed to do 
yeah, supposed to buy his If product. only there was something yeah. I could buy. He says, uh, if you use a home filter, you're going to get 99% of the bad stuff out, which is which is good. But now you have dead water, he said. You don't want dead water, JF. Oh, yeah. You ever get yeah. a glass of dead water? You're like, oh, what's wrong with my water? Yeah, a lot of times I'll uh, I'll get a cup of water. Um, I'll drink a lot of it. Then I'll put it on the table. I'll come back to it the next morning, take a sip, and go, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's dead. Oh, oh it's just dead. It died in the night. It's just flat. Oh. <laughs> oh. All syrupy. So, um, hey, that's another crazy thing that's happening, this raw water thing. Listen. Uh, the one good thing about uh, this world is that it's so bad and everything's terrible. Everything's going wrong, my. Why? Well, I'm I'm interested to see. Um, somebody's trying to think of uh, two steps ahead. You know me, JF. I'm always prepared. Um, and so uh, I'm I'm trying to think of. Uh, okay, I was trying to think about that one. Yeah, you don't need to. It was a statement by me. It was factual. No real commentary necessary. Yeah, always huh? prepared. Always prepared every time. And uh, this, uh, so I'm interested to see what's uh, what's after this, right? What's after the? Okay, so raw water, stupid, blah 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 blah. This is uh, going to go nowhere. It's going to blow up. <clears throat> what's the next scam? Uh, and I'm interested in that because I would like to get in on it. Okay, you want to? Okay, you want to put your money where your mouth is? Raw dirt. Don't just go outside and get dirt. Yeah, it's got all be... kinds of chemicals and stuff, and you know you have no idea what's in there. Bugs. Come and get some of our dirt. Yeah. Also, our dirt. Uh, we can send you the dirt on a subscription. You can subscribe to dirt. The dirt's from a mountain. In uh, some of the most the Alps, some of the most mountainous dirt, I think. <laughs> so, we should just start selling just a bag of dirt. I think there is a uh, there is a market here for uh, what's it's called retail arbitrage, um, and what that means is taking things from one store and selling them to another store or selling them on your own. Mm-hmm. So you know you go over to uh, one of the places we got around here is that Ollie's Discount Outlet. Yeah, you go over there, you find something you think is underpriced, you throw it up on eBay somewhere. Somebody somewhere else in the other <clears throat> you know other parts of the country says. Wow, yeah, I can get uh, get fifteen foot of hose pipe for two, uh, for twelve ninety nine, you know, plus shipping. But I'm still coming out to the good based on how much hose pipe costs out here in uh, in uh, uh, what's what's one more place in the world? Um, <laughs> Butte, Montana. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Need another place because I got one. Well, now you're just showing off. Yeah, what's the other one? Salt Lake City, Utah. You know what? That was honestly going to be the one I was going to say. Yeah, but I thought it would be too obvious because they're the so that they're the only ones that have the real hose pipe shortage. Yeah, they're in the world. Everybody it's a real hard is, time for them guys. <clears throat> Everybody else has got it under control. What with all the water and so forth. So, yeah. anyways, um, good luck to Juicero, whatever it was we were talking about. Um, <laughs> the raw, the raw water guys. Hmm? Best of luck to those guys. Best of luck to. Um, that big scam. Hope you guys make a lot of money. And they are making a lot of money, JF. Are they making a lot of money? I wrote, I, this, oh. I wrote this fucking figure down. Okay. Uh, entrepreneurs have found a way to market drinking water up to $36.99 for a two and a half gallon bottle and refills on that bottle for 15 bucks. Okay. So so you get the you get the thing for fucking thirty six ninety nine. Yeah. And then you could refill it for fifteen bucks. So, so what is that? So how much is 
How much is water out of the tap? Do you have any idea what the water out of the tap is? <laughs> it's basically probably zero. Okay. So, but <laughs> who knows what's in there? Yeah, right? it could be anything. Um, <clears throat> well, but what about like, uh, oh, okay, so let's do this. Let's calculate the Fiji water. Yeah. So um, Fiji water cost per ounce, let's say here. How much does a bottle of Fiji water cost? Okay. So uh looks like... Um, <clears throat> oh shit! These people don't know anything. These guys, these guys aren't buying Fiji. Look, okay, if you buy, uh, this is on Amazon. Uh, dot com. Ships from and sold by Joe's Discounts. I guess I do want to go ahead and say that today's episode is brought to you by Joe's Discounts. All lowercase letters. Uh, sorry, we couldn't afford uh, capital letters in our store name. <laughs> um, so uh, Fiji water in this twenty-four pack ends up being eight cents per ounce. Okay. And now give me those numbers again on that live water. Okay, so this is two and a half gallons. Okay, um, for thirty six ninety nine. So I'm going to put gallons to ounces. So that's three hundred and twenty uh, ounces. So we got three hundred and twenty, and then it's going to cost me thirty what? <clears throat> thirty six ninety nine. People love this. Yeah, thirty six ninety nine. That's part. The best part of YKS. You got to listen to YKS. This guy's telling his friend. <laughs> the best part of it is that they do math live. Yeah. On the episode while you're listening, so they really break it down. I'm only getting that as eleven cents an ounce <clears throat> for the uh, eleven cents an ounce for the live water. Water. for the live water. So, um, on a percentage basis, um, you've got uh, the live water currently costing. Um, oh shit, I don't know. How, I don't know how to do this part of the math. Um, eleven divided by eight equals what? Uh, oh boy. I'm going to say it looks like it's a, I don't know what that is on a percentage basis. Anyways. Always a struggle. From $0.08 cents to $0.11, cents, the difference there is Whatever. pretty much extremely obvious. Whatever that 30, is. 30, 30, 30 40% <laughs> more. And 30 times the cost of regular bottled water. That's not correct. <clears throat> well, if you get those fucking, what is a bottle of water? It's like a buck? Oh, you think the real cheapos, cheapo yeah. guys? Oh, yeah. You, oh, can get, you can get tons of ounces of it for like one cent. Well, it's a bottle of water, but... um. Oh, so so you had this in front of you the whole time? The whole time, yeah. I was just watching you, watching you struggle here. What the fuck would you do that for? Um, thirty times the cost of bo- bottled water. Jesus, bottled water is in itself three hundred and to two thousand times the cost of uh, municipal drinking water. So, like, wow, you really you had it all right there. I had it all right there. Okay, <laughs> terrific. So, so it's a good deal. Is that what you're saying? So, what I'm getting to here, <clears throat> my long explanation. Mm-hmm. Is that this episode is brought to you by Live Water? Thank you to our good friend Mukandi Singh um, and uh, all of the fam over at Live Water and Juicero. Live Water, slurp it up is the uh, thing. <laughs> so anyway, JF, uh, what else is new? I think you you had one more thing you wanted to talk about before we get started on the six pack. And uh, what was that thing? I don't. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <clears throat> okay. And we'll cut this out too. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the YKS show. I'm Michael, and this is Jesse. Oh boy, how was that? Look, I can never do good intros. It's okay to do an intro, but typically it's not done in the middle of the show, okay. I think. Well, 
Maybe it is. Maybe we're the first show to do it. Because it's not like live. T- they're not just tuning in. I think that. Uh, I think that you know it's our show. So whatever goes goes. Oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one to get through. Uh, but this is the Dookie list you heard um, in the uh, theme there. If I did it correctly, which I mean, what have I not? Yeah. Uh, a little, a little special. Uh, a little doing a little bit. Doing. Might have noticed something different about that one. Yeah, and that's because it's the Dooku list. This is the Dooku list. Um, normally, the Dooku list is where we have um, we have people, places, things, ideas, and other nouns uh, that we all that we put together um, in a list form and say why they're on our Dooku list. You've heard of things maybe being like, um, didn't Dave Letterman do something like this? We're ripping him off. Uh, I don't know, but probably he probably <laughs> if, did. If not, if not him, someone funnier did it. And this we're is, ripping them off. This is just a thing where we, you know what? This is our, uh, this is our, our bitch club. Welcome to the bitch club. Oh yeah, this fierce club. <laughs> we're fierce. Yeah. So this is what it is. We're catty. <clears throat> we're getting out our claws, and we're gonna do the Dooku list. The reason it's the Dooku list is because. Uh, I am a married father, so I have just now seen the new Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Saw it this uh, this week, and got to tell you, I really liked it. You really liked it. I did like it, but <clears throat> but I hold these films to a very high standard, you know. Yeah. Um, I uh, of course love the original trilogy. I think the prequels are salvageable. When you, when in you some say sense. the original trilogy, you're talking about Episode One. One. That's right. <laughs> that's what you like. I think um I want to say episode three is the worst. I yeah. know I know people are inclined to say episode one is the worst. Um, episode one I think is the worst because um as a Star Wars fan you were waiting for so long for another film. But I was only twelve, so I didn't know any better. And what you got was <laughs> episode one. It was a child's racing movie. Exactly. Yeah. Very strange. But I contend that it holds up better in retrospect without all the the pressure of the anticipation, because it is a just a, a racing movie for children, and that's yeah. better than um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is like really angsty Hayden Christensen screaming a lot, um, and then like the, the 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 Luke and Leia birth scene with the robots. Oh God, the the whole when the whole they fuck the robots. Yeah, yeah, they fuck the robots. So I think that's the worst one. Um, I thought that Rogue One was fantastic, um, and I thought the last Je- the last Jedi was, or uh, pardon me, the Force Awakens was very good. Seems to be seems like what they're doing, and I'm not, I don't I don't keep up on you know what their plans are or whatever. Just watch the movies. That's it. Um, it seems like what they're doing is creating two separate paths of movies, like one right. adult type themed to satisfy the more adult fans, and the other is. You know, the Force Awakens with the Porgs and everything like that. Yeah, the more narrative through line of it is yeah. there. Um and of course, I mean there I don't think I don't think you would be wrong if you said The Force Awakens is um a new hope and uh The Last Jedi is uh Empire Strikes Back. <clears throat> the parallels are obvious, I think, in a lot of ways between the those films. Um it's especially true of just trilogies in general, but I think uh, this one uh, really did have some real empire moments in it, um, and there was a lot I really liked about it. But this is the Dooku list, uh, which means we don't talk about the things we liked. We talk about the things we didn't like. So uh, let's go right out of the gates. Mike, uh, what are you putting on the Dooku list for Star Wars 
the last Jedi. Yeah, so I saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> I I thought it was fine. I thought it was an okay film. It wasn't the great? I mean, it wasn't like incredible or whatever. I mean, it's Star Wars, so mm-hmm. big Star Wars head. So I I lo- I have to love it. Yeah, but um, I thought the jokes and stuff. There's too many jokes in it. I mean, I understand it's a kids movie. I'm not an idiot. All right. Well, <laughs> don't well after I say that. <laughs> but there was just uh, too much like joking. It was like, all right, we get it. But you also know that. Uh, Harrison Ford is really a cut up in the original trilogy, but it plays differently. I think. Yeah. I mean, he has a lot of like quippy moments. Yeah, but they're quips. They're like throwaways. They're not an extended, yeah. uh, fucking telephone sequence on the bridge of a shit. It's like, all right, we get it. Here's, here's the perfect example for me. Uh, there's this, and, and I guess I should say now, if you're, if you haven't seen the movie yet, if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, you just watch out because here it comes, baby. <laughs> here come the spoilers down the old throat. So watch out. Um, I think a good example of, of very light humor, very Star Wars appropriate humor in this movie is um, when they uh, have destroyed the um, I'm, I'm struggling to think of the, the like the hangar area with all the ATATs and stuff uh, inside the um, what's that the dreadnought or was that the the Star Destroyer? I think he was in the, in the Star Destroyer. I think it was the Star Destroyer. I think. Snoke's ship, right? Yeah. Um, which probably has a separate class that I don't know anything about, because I'm, I'm not a massive loser, just like a normal type. <laughs> hey, wait. <laughs> don't do it to me. No, don't do it. So uh, after uh, it's uh, Finn and Rose Tico, right? In BB-8. Yeah. yeah. Um, after um, they, uh, they, they get rid of uh, Captain Phasma... Um, and after they blow up some ships and the, and the, the whole thing's cratering, uh, Rose Tico and BB eight, uh, come by on a little decapitated ATST, which is really cute. Um, and he, oh, yeah. she's like, Hey, need That's, a lift. That scene was a surprise to me when BB eight was driving the little AT. I didn't even know he had his license. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she goes, uh, Hey, need a lift. Just, just a total, like a quip. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's fine. That's totally fine. That's in line with but the like movies. Bra- it's almost breaking the fourth wall when you're doing some of the other stuff. It is. It's ironic. Yeah. The uh, the one that I really... I thought of two that I can remember off the top of my head I really didn't like. Uh, where let's uh, Ray is talking to Luke, I think, right? Yeah. And uh, she says she's from nowhere... Is it Luke she's talking to, or is it someone else she's talking to? Oh, I can't remember who she's talking to now. Um, his name is Jeff. <laughs> Space Jeff is the name of the guy that she was talking to. Hey, I'm Space Jeff. I won a I won a contest, and now I get to be in the movie, and I got to pick my own name and name my own character. Right now, Space Jeff. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they take this like ten minute detour in the movie. To go find Space Jeff. You know what? It really padded the runtime, but I thought it was worth it. <laughs> and besides, he put like $10,000 in yeah. in this contest that I made up. <laughs> well, either way, whoever it is, uh, she says, uh, you know, I'm I'm from nowhere. And they're like, he's like, no, nobody's from nowhere. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, uh, from Jakku. Or, and then the other person, I want to say it's Luke. But then he goes, uh, oh, yeah, that, that kind of is like the, that is nowhere or whatever. We played for laughs. Yeah. I think that, I think that was Luke, but, uh, 
I guess that's I guess that's fine. That's not good. I don't know, man. Then there's the other scene, the touching moment where Luke and Leia reunite after Yeah. Like what are the thirty years? Yeah. Uh, and he walks in out of nowhere, sits down. Leia. He's like I know, I cut my hair. <laughs> like, yeah. like a fucking real Golden Girls-ass joke. So weird. So No, I think that's fine. You think that's well. fine? Yeah, because it's like, yeah, wow. Yeah, I changed my hair. I look different, right? No, that's just fan service. That's such I think a that's, bad... I think that's fine. But the, the extended joke sequences are just... They don't fit. They they went on, like, incom- uncomfortably long, I think. Yeah. The, the one... the Again, spoiler or whatever... The, 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 there's a scene on the fucking bridge of the ship where the dude is like trying to hail him on the comm and he's like, Oh Jesus. He's like, uh, what does he say? What's the fucking thing? Um, yeah. Uh, he says, is your refrigerator running? Um, <laughs> no. says, says it's basically like, that. I can't yeah. hear you. Yeah, po- can you so, hear me? Or, so like, the play, like, phone tag or something. So yeah. So the resistance is in a bad way. Uh, Poe jets out in his X-wing to do something real crazy. We should just we should just retell the entire that, yeah, story. whole movie <laughs> because the way that you described Star Wars just now is so phenomenal to me. <laughs> uh, what did you just say? You said <laughs> you said that he jets out on his own and does some stuff. Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Hey, jets the out resist- his little X-wing. Just the scrolling text in the front. Oh, the oh, resistance yeah. is in a bad way. <laughs> the resistance is all jammed up right now. Yeah, nobody knows where the fuck Luke is. This is all scrolling. <laughs> and a bunch of these guys are doing some stuff. Who knows what they're doing? They're always doing something. There's a new chick in charge. And also, Leia flies in this one. <laughs> Which, yeah, she does fly, right? She flies, yeah. So they... Well, so God rest... Carrie soul. Yeah. She got the last name on her. <laughs> it's Fisher JF. That's right. Buddy. You thought I was not a I thought uh, you were Star Wars be, fan, but yeah, I thought you were going to say Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Jesus take oh, the wheel. Man. Look, looks like Jesus took her life as well. I'm going to go ahead and confess that I was going to say Carrie Underwood. You've got golden globes on the brain. Not golden globes on the brain. Golden globes are tonight. Golden globes. Go watch the golden globes. By this time you hear this, uh, they're not going to be on anymore. You will have missed the Golden Globes. No, Princess Leia does kind of use the force to fly. She's knocked out of a... She gets blasted out of a ship. Yeah. And then she floats back into the ship. Which is fine. It's Star Wars she's, canonical rumor that she's, she's actually even more powerful power, than Luke. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of... Looked kind of weird. Looked kind of weird. Looked kind of shitty. I don't know. After all this time, that's what she does? Like, it takes until... I don't know. I guess you could write it away any way you want to. She's like 75 years old, and then the one thing she does is... uh, I mean, it's pretty dope, but she couldn't have done anything else. Like, she's never, like, floating a coffee cup or anything at any point in the fucking... At no no point is she doing this? I just had one of those um, flashes before my eyes where uh, my entire life just went by and... Oh, shit. Uh, saw myself on the deathbed and everything. And, uh, my only regret is that we wasted so much time talking about Star Wars. That's it? So let's go ahead and move on. A life well lived. <laughs> That's the only thing that I did wrong. So Poe Dameron's in front of the big freighter. Yeah, this is all scrolling still. <laughs> and he rings up uh, old uh, his old buddy. What's his name? Hacks? Hack? 
what is it? Admiral Hax or something? Admiral Hax. I thought it was Hux or Hax. Whatever it is. A little squirrely guy. A <laughs> real nerdlinger looking guy. The guy who works for the bad guys, he rings him up. Yeah. This is great. Just put this in front of like a trailer for Star Wars, please. He rings up the guy who's working for the bad guys. Yeah. And so that, yeah. So they do this little phone thing. Um, and he's trying to delay him. Yeah. By doing the, I'm going through a tunnel right now. Yeah. You, know, you can't get you. Um, felt really, uh, it just, it just went on too long. I think. Yeah. Do it once. It's a good gag. Yeah. But the super evil guy not just blasting him out of the sky is uh, is pretty frustrating, I think. Uh, yeah. Like, from a logic-driven world. All the guys with the with the hats are standing around going like, oh, little boss. It's good to try to apply logic to a well, movie. Well, look, but there is an, there's an <laughs> internal logic here, <laughs> I know. which is that the bad... I'm not saying they have to act like us. I'm saying they have to act like themselves. He's supposed to be this ruthless killer, and he's sitting here going, hello, can you hear yeah. me now? Yeah. Well, that's a silly part of it. For the kids. Well, the kids love that part. And then they love the next three hours of laser guns firing at people's heads. You know what kids really love is uh, space politics, like in the first, in the prequels there. Yeah. I love that. They couldn't get a, they couldn't get enough of the trade embargoes. I loved it when the giant bugs were talking about uh, deals. Those big racist uh, Chinese guys. They seem uh, Chinese, but racistly so. Right? I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. They were like. Uh, Even the hats. Yeah, the hats were very Chinese of them, and that's not racist of me for saying it. Because you saw it. Because I, because uh, because of uh, you know, I'm not racist. So the first thing on the Dooku list is the the inconsistent humor in the dialogue. Now, what do you think about the Yoda scene? Is that is that on here for you or what? Yoda scene. I guess that's fine. I've had discussions with people about it, and uh, like. In Star Wars, they there's this tree, and inside the tree, there's all these fucking books. Look, it sounds crazy, but it makes sense when you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming up with this stuff. Don't don't write in and say, Mike, what were we talking about? Tree, and inside the tree, there's right. a bunch of books. I didn't say this stuff. Yeah. Go bring it up to Ryan uh, Johnson or whatever his name is. Yeah, you got it. Uh, so anyway, the tree or whatever, and uh, I forget what the point of the tree is. The tree houses the books of the the, the Jedi wisdom, or whatever, right? In the journal, of, the, yeah. the Jedi books, yeah. Super on this, books. on this, uh, yeah. Which, by the way, none of the other Jedi have ever been to, obviously, because this is like a hidden planet that nobody knows where it is. So, well, yeah, they escaped to this planet. That's what I'm saying. So, it, so it, he didn't take the tree with him, right? Right. And he didn't take the books there. And this wasn't where he set up the Jedi Temple, where he was teaching all the kids. And also, this wasn't where Anakin was trained, because all those, the younglings he slaughtered in the original series were so in, like, the fucking library. After everything went to shit, Luke escaped or whatever, went to hiding, and he, this is on this planet and on this island on this planet. That's where he went. He yeah, you don't think... stuff he, with him. He didn't take the tree and the books, the trees... <laughs> he didn't take the tree, he took the books. Yeah, the books. Right? Well, then what's the significance of burning down the tree if the tree is not itself a part of the Jedi room? And also, those the were books, all those little fucking monsters are the books that had take care of ties them. on them. And they were tied to the tree, and you couldn't get them off. I don't know, James. <laughs> those, that's where those little monsters are. They're going around. They're taking care of the thing. No one knew that where that fucking was. But there was a big, there was a big, uh, I guess, battle because uh, what was the what was the big thing with the fucking thing? Yeah. What was it? There was something with the fucking tree, right? 
Look, there were like 8,000 parts to this movie. It was so long. It was super long. The fucking... There's a whole, there's a whole scene uh, reminiscent of the fucking pod racing scene with the fucking animals or whatever. What's his name? The Finn? He, him and the... Oh, he's a black guy. I don't... Well... <laughs> 2017 jf um <laughs> so he goes and he splits off and goes with his uh broad you can say broad <laughs> it's fine. he goes uh he gets with his broad and they go to this uh planet and whatever and they see this uh it's like like a gambling planet the casino planet the was casino very cool planet yeah the trump planet yeah. oh boy Probably. don't go right. there um but they, they it was see weird. That there was like it a, was weird when Trump uh, Trump is in this movie. He walked up to a bantha and said, "You faggot." Yeah, the bantha was like, you know, very strange. Weird cameo, but he yeah. is the president. Uh, but there was a, the gambling and everything. They were doing these races with these little animals, and they saw the animals being mistreated. Right, and they said, "We got to save these guys." Yeah, but we also got to ride them to get out of here. So yeah, and we will be riding them. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of self-serving, but um, a little bit. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a very long sequence. That I think if you cut that and the porgs, you will have lost absolutely nothing in this movie. Now I will say the porgs made me laugh. Uh, one of the couple the of porgs made you laugh for real. I laughed. Uh, there's a scene where Chewie is really sl- Chewie is not in this movie as much as I thought he would be. Chewie is like off cam for a lot of this. Chewie's like out. Uh, taking a smoke break during yeah. like a lot of the action. Um, very weird. But no, yeah. um, oh, you were agreeing. They were, okay. Well, they go, they go to that they go they go to that planet right with the island planet or whatever the porks. And he goes there with that uh, other lady. Yeah, the star of the, the film, star of the picture. Yeah. And they go to the thing, and he's just like chilling on the ship the entire time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's, she's like, like outs- eating his meat. <laughs> yeah, she's sleeping outside of Luke's little <laughs> yeah. hut. She's communing with um, uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. She's learning the ways of the Force. Like, she's out there, like, uh, uh, like in fucking Roadhouse, like, doing karate out, uh, like, on the beach and shit. And, yeah, we're just, he's just watching TV. Like, it's very strange that he's hardly ever seen or heard from in those scenes because he's on the planet. They could have at least done a shot of him, like, fishing. You know, like, doing something like he's... Yeah, like they combing walk his, in, combing his hair. They walk, yeah. He's comb, it's, yeah. He's in the mirror and he's like, "Get out!" And he's like, yeah. "Got the towel on," you know. He says, "Get out." <laughs> this is <laughs> first, first word. They... Well, he was surprised. He didn't have it. <laughs> um, but I did get a laugh at the porgs where he's really he's uh, the pedal to the metal, and then a porg is like, Camera! and then he slaps it out of the way. He's like, "Get out of here!" I'm you know I'm doing my chewy thing. I'm driving the car, you know. Yeah. And I also laughed when the big rock fell off the cliff and landed on the wheelbarrow that the monsters were pushing around. Yeah. <laughs> Did you laugh at that part? I, I thought that part was funny. Yeah. That's really because she's, she's looking around like, hey, what the heck? I was just, this is my wheelbarrow full of, uh, you know, rocks or whatever we do over here. Porgs, insanely stupid, dreamed up by somebody at Hasbro or something. To Yeah. But it would make sense that those things exist on that kind of planet, right? I guess. I guess so. Like canonically, like these little fucking aliens. I just mean, yeah, like from a biological perspective. I guess so. I don't know. You know, you ever seen those things where, like, up in, uh, like, in Wales and in Scotland and stuff, you've got those puffins. Well, of course, puffins, but I mean the ones that live in more temperate climates. They uh, they nest like really high in the cliffs, and you have to like scale the cliff face and slam a net over them, and then you know roast them. High cliff puffins. Yeah, high cliff. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
So anyways, I think that would make sense. Um, uh, real quickly, let's, let's, let's run through the rest of these real quick. Um, did you have any problem with the quick deaths for Phasma, Snoke, or um, um, Admiral Akbar? Yeah, I did. They were all very quick. Akbar, I don't really give a shit about, but Phasma, just a shitty character, just an awful character. We really thought it was going to be why big. have that character? There is no point to that character. The uh, the red elite guards get more screen time. Yeah, they get. Did. I think they get twice as much screen time as Phasma, and five times as much screen time as Snoke. It's very obvious. The first movie that they came out with, they were like, "Oh well, shit, we fucked up. We shouldn't have killed Phasma that quickly." Yeah. So the next movie will give her like five minutes. Yeah. And then we'll kill her anyway. Yeah, not a not a good death, not interesting. Not interesting at all. Bad. Not the, not critical to the movie at all. The, the Snoke death also bad. Uh I thought, I thought it was at least inventive. One thing I did like is when he got killed, I liked uh when they zoomed in on his face later and he was like Bleh. you yeah. know. Normally they don't do that kind of thing. Yeah. I thought Akbar was uh was kind of messed up. They, it's like they almost did that to get people riled up. <laughs> Cuz nobody saw I didn't see him. They're just like, "Oh yeah, Akbar died earlier." <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. Like, that was like, oh, that was Akbar. Shit. <laughs> Whatever. Is everybody okay? Uh yeah, I think everyone's fine, but that big fish guy from the other <laughs> movies, he uh, Do you see do you see the guy who did the uh what was his name in the fucking the original uh A New Hope? Yeah. In the cantina scene. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, where the guy's like, uh, he doesn't like you. Oh, yeah. I don't like you either. You right. know, that guy uh, just died. His name was uh, the character name. Oh, 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 you're the, the guy who played him died? Yeah. The guy who played him died. I thought you were saying he died in the film. And I didn't catch it. <clears> I would have been really upset. So rest in peace to that guy <laughs> who had one line. Rest in peace back. to the I don't like you alien. He came back for, uh, what movie was that where they came back? Was it this last one? It wasn't his last one, right? It was the first one. First I don't know. It sounds like you got under control. Whatever. Rest in peace to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, real Shitty quick. Memoriam. Uh the last last two things I have here on the Dooku list. Um wasn't real sure about the Rose Tico intervention, uh, where she keeps Finn from suiciding himself, kamikaze style, into the big gun. Uh felt like that came out of nowhere. I wasn't really sure that it was um I think I might have done that a little bit differently. So if you're still listening, um, you have uh, uh, you you've been spoiled ten or fifteen or twenty times over. Um, so uh, I guess at this point it doesn't matter. <clears throat> but I do think that right now probably is the time that is the biggest spoiler to come that um, that you want to skip over. If for some reason you you still don't want the ending to be ruined for you and you haven't seen the movie, so. With that being said, um, I, there, here's my one problem with the Luke participation in the final battle. I think the way that it ends robs um, the significance of his sacrifice or his ascension or whatever. Um, How do you mean? Because he he comes out, uh, you know he's going to take whatever they can give him and be fine. You know mm-hmm. that's going to happen when he walks yeah, out there. So he walks out of the little makeshift rebel base hangar thing. And there, he's faced with all of these uh, imperial guys who are ATATs, ATSTs, ships, and whatnot, and everything. And they're firing on him, blast him to hell, blasting him to hell, and he uh, walks out of it, and he's fine. So right then, the movie is showing you, 
okay, he's like God tier now. Yeah. Um, he can do whatever he wants. It's amazing. Then he has this little showdown with Kyle Ren in which Mark Hamill looks like insanely old. And he's like crouched like he's taking a shit for a lot of it, which looks very strange, but fine. Still a cool scene. Uh, shot really cool. Um, he avoids the attacks. Um, doesn't really mount an offense at all. Um, does some cool evasions. Um, and then at one point, uh, Kyle Ren goes to, you know, cut him in half. And it looks like he's dealt the crushing blow. Uh, and then it turns out that his lightsaber has had no effect. Uh, so at this point, you're still thinking, whoa, can Luke Skywalker, like, manipulate the energy from a lightsaber to <laughs> not hurt him anymore or whatever? Uh, and it's not the case. Uh, what you find out is he was um, projecting himself through the Force uh, to be like a hologram uh, there to combat uh, Kylo Ren and give the others a chance to escape, which they do. Um, to me, then him um, being absorbed back into the Force, like Obi-Wan does, removes the significance of both his like massive jump in power um, and his his death, quote-unquote. I think it should have been one or the other. Like, he should either be able to project himself onto the battlefield, you know, uh, totally uh, uh, demoralize the Empire or the New Order, uh, and then, like, continue on into the next movie. Or he should just, uh, or he, he should just be absorbed into the Force on the battlefield, just like Obi-Wan was. So the lightsaber hits Obi-Wan on the original Death Star, and he goes, the cloak just falls, right? Yeah. Would that... Would that not have been better than Luke projecting himself there? I think it's the same thing. It is the same thing, but why did they do it this way? Yeah, I don't know. Did they do it this way just so it's not exactly the same visual probably, as the other probably, one? Probably. Yeah. That's a bad justification for the movie, isn't it? Yeah. It's I a, think his character is kind of... it's less badass than it should have been i guess it should have been it feels more like a cop out it feels like he went down a level yeah because you think he's because there's but no obi-wan is this master fucking badass or whatever it's crazy that's, jedi master of course everyone dies that's not the and problem darth vader's like uh oh yeah my one fucking lightsaber hit there you go but it's also Obi-Wan's but it's like, but Peace. it's but it's <laughs> but he served his purpose you know that's the point like and i totally get that that makes sense to me but what doesn't make sense to me is is tricking us like four times in a row. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, he's super powered now. Uh, no, first of all, oh, he came to save the day. Okay. Oh, he's super powered now. Uh, oh, he got him. Oh, no, he didn't get him. <laughs> oh, he's he can't get got. Oh, it worked anyways. And then, oh, oh, yeah, he actually is dead. Yeah. So, like, now what the fuck? Like, why didn't you just kill him on the battlefield if you're going to kill him off? It does the same thing. It's just just because you you didn't want to shoot the same scene, I and that it, tells you that's why that's why the movie's too fucking close to Empire is because you write yourself into a corner where you want the same shit to happen. You just want the camera to look different, and that's why you write it all weird. Like he's sitting on a mountaintop when he floats away. That's so dumb to me. I think it's a super depressing and let down death for a kid. I, I talked to my friend Craig about this. Craig was like. Uh, anything you say to me about this movie, I will counter it because <laughs> I think it was the best movie. I think there was nothing wrong with this movie. Right. Just so crazy to me. Yeah. Um, well, cause I don't think that at all. No, there's plenty wrong with it. Yeah. 
I thought it was fine. It's not a classic. I think they made some mistakes. I would have liked to have seen it go in a different direction. I truly don't know what it's trying to set up for the third one because, or the third one of this trilogy, because my understanding was the next one is was really meant to be a big Carrie Fisher Princess Leia movie. Yeah. Um, first of all, I don't know why anyone was saying that because I don't get why she would be that interesting from this point forward, except for that she's the she gonna help Ray in some way. I don't know. I don't understand where her storyline had to go. Anyways, of course now she won't be in it um, because she's in heaven, um, which is a place that's real. As opposed to yeah, as opposed to Star Wars, which is not real. Correct, and that's the big difference. Star Wars, you got Darth Vader, fake guy. Uh, yeah. Real life, you have Jesus Christ, real guy. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. Uh, my last gripe of the the Dooku list uh, here. I know we raised a lot of points and spoiled probably a lot of stuff for people. Seems like everything was spoiled. Apologies yeah. <laughs> for that, but um, you made a lot of good points. I had one last kind of gripe. About the movie. Okay. They never show any of the characters using the bathroom. So that was the Dooku list. I hope you enjoyed that. It's never coming back. Um, went on far too long, was far too serious, uh, didn't, didn't say anything good or worthwhile. So with that being said, I think it's time to move on to the one segment that never fails, uh, to hit it out of the park. A lot of pressure for that. A lot of pressure. What do you yeah. mean? A lot of pressure. Well, it's a lot of pressure for this segment. Well, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher, uh, Princess Leia didn't seem to have any problem with pressure when she floated back through space into the ship. You're right. So maybe you should be more like Princess Leia and, um. Have your real-life counterpart dead and in the ground. <laughs> it's time for that classic six-pack, though, gang. All right. It's time for the six-pack. This is that segment that you would think uh, by the time season three rolled around, we would have a uh, like some good copy about what exactly it is. A different professional theme versus the one that you made in like five seconds. Okay, well, so first of all, this is part of a Drew song. <laughs> so you just blasted Drew for no reason. Oh, I thought it was the uh, the Dookie. I thought it was the Dookie list theme. The Duke, the Dooku list for this <laughs> this episode is the one that I made in about five seconds. Okay. Um, so first of all, you messed up. <laughs> Um, you need to do the apology of the week next week. That's another one I made in about five seconds. Do you got anything you want to say about that one? That's perfect. Okay. Well, Drew made that one too, bitch. So now you, <laughs> no, he didn't. I did. We take six Kickstarters. We, uh, we bring them off of that old website. We love, uh, we riff on them for you guys. We go back and forth. We have some fun, uh, a couple of laughs guaranteed every episode, if you didn't laugh at least twice, we will refund um, your download. Just meg- megabytes. Here's how here's how it works. We'll have a Kickstarter, and uh, Jesse will say something about it, and I'll say something about it, and then I'll kick it back over to JF, and then uh, we'll go back and forth like that. It's basically uh, if you ever seen that movie Kramer versus Kramer. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that one? Yeah, kind of like that. So, what's the first one you got over there, uh, old Mike? Oh, this is a real treat. JF. A, a fun treat. Um, you ever drink anything out of a glass, J.F.? No. 
this is uh, so you'll love this. This is ice gold. It's the world's purest glass design. Okay, that's uh, so the world's purest glass. Okay, so because mm-hmm. glass is made of like a bunch of other stuff. Okay, uh, highly transparent minimalist glass design highlights your beverage by becoming virtually invisible. So this the the problem that I have with cups, glasses, and things of that nature. Sure, is uh, every time I'm drinking out of it, I can tell that I'm drinking it out of a cup. Yeah, the it's hard to uh it's hard to uh convince yourself that you, you the liquid's just floating there and you're just like leaning over and sipping out of it. Yeah, so the, the suspension of disbelief when it comes to cups has mm-hmm. thus far been lacking. Yeah. It's definitely needs room for improvement. And that's where uh, ice gold comes in. They make the uh modern glass. So this is a this is a company uh out of uh Hamburg, Germany, famous for their hamburgers. Hamburg. Yeah. Uh, steamed hams is what they're <clears> called. <throat> hamburgers over there. I'm crazy about hamburgers. They can't get enough of them. Uh, McDonald's on every corner. Did somebody say McDonald's? Boo doo boo boo boo. Do we have any? Are there any more that are sort of musical? Uh, what was it? What was it? what was some more? Uh, I'm loving it. Did somebody say McDonald's? Have you had your McDonald's today? But that's not a song. <clears throat> um, uh, that's it for McDonald's, I think. Chicken nuggets. What is that one? You just make that up? I think that's one they. I think they ran that one in Brazil. Remember that old Moon Man, the guy, the big crazy guy with the tuxedo? He's playing the piano and everything, scaring kids. Yep, terrifying. Late night. I loved that guy. Now it's a big alt right thing. Now he's a big alt right guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're an all right guy, you'll love this thing uh, because you can drink out of it. And those guys are really thirsty all the time. Yep. Uh, it's one of their main things. Uh, this, is a, this is called the modern glass. Okay, It has a minimal bezel-free design. So it disappears into the experience. And I love, I love this Kickstarter because uh, they do a side-by-side comparison of this glass, JF. Right. And the new iPhone X that has, you know, like no bezel on it. No, iPhone uh, 10, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. But they do you the service of Photoshopping the same tea drink onto the yeah. background of the iPhone. So it's like a one-to-one comparison. It's a weird, it's a weird fucking well, look, there is, comparison to me. There is such a thing as, I do think that if you have a certain amount of money to waste, there is something to be said for having like a nice glassware in your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice plates. Um, not just for when company comes over, because fuck company, like who cares? Um, and I say that as a guest in your home right now. It's pretty obvious the way you treat me that uh, that's how you feel as well. Yeah. Um, but there really is something nicer about uh going to the the cabinet and grabbing you know an actual real solid glass to get some ice water as opposed to you know grabbing your speaking of McDonald's your fucking hamburger cup. Well don't say my hamburger like you came into my house and I have a hamburger. I don't have a hamburger cup or whatever you said. No, yours <laughs> you have grimace, you don't have the complete set. <laughs> you couldn't get a hamburger. But I mean there is something here and this is kind of cool. It looks kind of like a um um, a flask in the sense that it's got that double wall so the liquid doesn't go all the way down to the bottom of the glass. Looks kind of neat. 
I don't know that I would call it minimalist because it's a fucking cup. So, I mean, cups are sort of minimal, like, by nature. That's but. the way they're trying to swing it, right? This company that uh, created these cups or whatever, it's called Gaiwan. Gaiwan. Well. G-A- well, I'm just G-A-I-W-A-N. How would you pronounce it? Um, I would not. I would I would <laughs> defer to you. <laughs> to, to make me fuck up. Okay. Uh, it's based in Hamburg, uh, Hamburg, Germany, right? Famous right. for their hamburgers over there. Yeah, I think we did this part already. Uh, we offer more than 300 loose-leaf teas, most of them organic, and a range of handcrafted glass products. So it's supposed to go like hand-in-hand with tea, um, specifically the tea that they manufacture, right? They make a tea as well? They make a, they make a tea. Well, that just seems almost hard to believe. So... Uh, they go into a bunch of pretentious bullshit like the cups are designed using golden ratio and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just – it's kind of uh, kind of pretentious. Well, that's nuts. Um, of course, uh, that's bonkers. Um, what are they – what are they asking for this? Are they going to get it? Oh, so they've already gotten funded, right? Uh, mm-hmm. 683 backers pledged $32,000. <clears throat> Brought this to life. 32,000 euro, actually, Mike. Oh, well, Do you know the difference between a euro and a of dollar? Of course I know the difference between... It's about 38,500 US dollars, just so you know. Difference between US, euro and USD. Yeah, and one euro is equal to one dollar and 20 cents. Okay. For everybody who didn't know that. So, of course, I know the difference between <clears throat> whatever it was that I just looked up. Um... No, you get a so they're actually like reasonably priced, right? But they're it's it's one of those things that's like completely un- unnecessary. But they're they're building the brand uh, using these like uh, buzzwords like uh, minimal experience and all this shit. Well, you know, I think maybe there was a time where if you were a designer of some renown, you would be able to create a product and sell it to a manufacturer. Um, with store frontage and a retail space, and that's how you would get by as like an idea person. <clears throat> and th- those days are over because, for one thing, those companies are just going to steal your idea um, or tell yeah. you to fuck off. So, or maybe both. Um, and uh, so, I get the direct to consumer model. I get why that's appealing to artisans or people with an idea that they feel like they have the capability to mass produce. Um, of course, most of the problem is that they don't have that ability to mass produce. They don't have the know-how to um, to actually create a product that lives up to the way they're advertising it, and most of the time they don't have the capability to answer on a you know a, cons- a customer service basis as to why their products aren't doing X, Y, or Z, and that's sort of the big thing that you go to retailers for. So, you know, all the normal caveats aside, this uh, looks like a nice cup. Well, guess I'll go fuck myself. No, I mean you're right. It's a it's dumb. It's it's dumb that the world is like this. You know, it's a cup though. Just a cup. JF. It's not a. It's not going to save the world. It's a fucking cup. Save okay. the cheerleader. Save the world. What was that? Heroes. Heroes. You remember that? Never watched. Boy, talk it. about some big blue balls from that show. No pay. Never watched it. Can you? Okay. There you go. That's my rating on the. Uh, I'm heroes. sorry. I was no. I was actually watching you set down your can. <laughs> I was trying not, not to make a big 
I was trying not to make a big you were, sound. You were holding it like it was uh, like the the cup, the the can, and the desk were magnets um, of the same polarity. <laughs> Look, and you were trying really hard to I'm, squeeze the. <laughs> I'm high, Jay, but I'm not that high. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on. You don't. You don't know how long you stared at that. All right. Well. That was a flop on my part because JF loves the glasses. So if anybody is in the market for, or has a couple of extra bucks, go ahead and buy him a couple of these glasses. Because uh, I think what you said was that you love them and you want to marry them. Is that what you said? Okay. Well, that's not hmm. what I said. Interesting. I could use a glassware refresh. but <laughs> uh, Anyways, uh, speaking of glasses, let's just move right into the next glasses, the thing that there is. Yeah. Um. You ever have that awkward moment where you want to have something on top of your cup as well? <laughs> something on top of my cup, like a uh, lid or what have you? Uh, Yeah, kind of like a lid. But what if it was slightly different than that? <laughs> go go on. Okay. Uh, this is called the, uh, this is called Top That Glass. These are, um, <clears throat> Uh, these are art, uh, patented. Aut- sorry. Oh, oh boy, that was going to be a tough one. Edit, edit me. Uh, patented artistic wine glass toppers, handcrafted mini masterpieces to keep drinks fresh. You got to keep those drinks fresh. Each decoration is hand applied, creating mini masterpieces. Drinks stay fresh and free from bugs and debris. Heavier than most toppers, they're designed to stay put even in Texas wind. And each knob, each has a knob for easy handling. More distinctive than wine charms, which I don't know what that is, uh, these toppers easily identify one's own glass. You don't know what a wine charm is, you dumb shit? You know what it is? I don't know what it is. It's a little charm thing that you put on your wine glass if you're at a party. Did you just fucking use the words to define the words? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're getting (laughs) catty in here. I'm going to play this video for you, uh, so tell me what you think about this. Yeah, so I didn't play the wrong video there. That is the video they went with. Um, it's. I was. I was like. I was looking at you. Like, uh, am I supposed to? Nope. Be seeing something here. Nope. It's just. Uh, it's. It's what looks like a uh, a doily made from the stuff that falls behind a counter at a yeah, haircut like, store. It's just uh, somebody went into Michael's, the craft store, and just went wild. Bunch of beads, just pearls, glued together beads and pearls with a macrame. with a fake like a uh, crystal uh, bathroom sink knob in the middle for you to take it off of there, uh, and it's it's sitting on top of a wine glass. And the reason it zoomed in so far, which you can't tell, but maybe you could like sort of pick up on the audio cues of how weirdly it's shot, um, is because they're they're tracing a fly around the top of the wine <laughs> topper. Illustrating that the fly was not able to uh, breach the surface and, and get into the uh, glass of wine. <laughs> so, uh, weird little, uh, I guess, wine charm. Mike's favorite thing. Um, mm-hmm. They got a couple different styles on their website. Um, so, why do they need a Kickstarter if they already have a website that you can um, you can purchase the things on? You know, great cue. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, you could get an you you can get an autographed thank you card. You can get a small. You can get um, you can get a large. Fifteen or seventeen bucks on Kickstarter. They do happen to be twenty bucks on the website. So 
So this is just like a, a craft sure. thing. Some lady made. This is somebody's Etsy store idea yeah. that they hope is the next big thing. To hope me, it takes half. This is fucking nuts that you <clears> would want to put like this little piece of paper full of Lego pieces on top of your fucking wine glass. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, it looks terrible. I think, uh, I don't know. Like, you think of those wine moms? Or you, I think, who do you think the target market is for this? Just rich old ladies? Yeah. I mean, it even, it says Texas in the thing, I think. Mm. Texas is full of rich old ladies. JF says, right? No, what, what could be wrong with that? That sounds right. <laughs> Trying to figure out how you're. How I'm just you saying think you don't think rich old ladies could live anywhere else, but Texas. That's interesting. Have you ever been to I'm Texas? Just saying that you're discriminating against rich old ladies. Well, I know, uh, I know, plenty of them live up there in Brooklyn, which you pretty much freaking have to be to afford the stinking rent up there. That stuff's freaking like thirty five hundred dollars a month for just a freaking studio. I've seen, I've seen stuff that you put on your like wine charms and everything. But, yeah, uh, something that you put on the like, a and you've lid, seen that in lid. your cabinet. A lid for your wine glass is kind of... I don't anticipate people using this. To make it look like the world's shittiest cookie jar. <clears throat> oh, what is that? Is that like a big... You got like a big seashell on top of your... No, that's a... It's a wine glass topper. Yeah. I got it from online. That's cool. Well, how much did you pay for it? Uh, Too much. Okay. Well, at least that fly is not on your wine. By the way, it's 11 a.m. <laughs> Wine toppers, right? Is that what it's called? Uh, you got it, brother. Uh, wine toppers. So, like I said, um, what top top that glass? They named it like they named a uh, science fair project in elementary school. Top that glass. Top that glass. Doesn't that sound like a science fair project? It does. Um, this one, uh, twenty two bucks of uh, fifteen hundred. One back or eighteen days to go. Obviously, they've already got these things, or they can be made easily enough by some lady. Yeah, some lady, just like a hot glue gun and a big bag of gems. On her dining room table. Don't touch my gems. <laughs> yelling at her kids. Don't touch just, my gems. Just whacking her kids. Well, Don't touch my gems. Doesn't have to turn into child abuse, but I guess that's what you think's funny, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, what do we got? Uh, what do we got next? You tell me, my man. That was top of that glass. Okay. What do you got? Uh, this is okay. So this one's good. This one's good to you. This one's good to me. Okay, I think this is good. Um, this is a uh, this is a Kickstarter. It says collaboration with Snoop Dogg. Okay. Collaboration with Snoop Dogg. I have lined up. Uh, I have a lined up contract. For a collaboration with Snoop Dogg. But I need help lining up the deposit by the start of next year. Right. So this person uh, is a, a lady. It's a gal. She's got a collabo with Snoop. Snoop Lion. No, he's not Snoop Lion anymore. Oh. Well. <laughs> and she only needed around like, uh, what was it, like 600 bucks or something? 500 bucks? I mean, you're looking at it right Australian. now. Australian. So... so Kind of a a low limit to try and go to Kickstarter for. Just a deposit, though, baby. What do you mean? <laughs> That's what it fucking says on the thing there, bud. Yeah, you need like 500 bucks for a deposit. You don't have like a... You can't come up with 500 bucks? <laughs> well, I mean, she's I a, a young rapper trying to make her way. Are you defending the young rappers now? I'm just saying, I don't... The problem that I think 
that exists here is not that she couldn't come up with 500 bucks, which, uh, you know what? A really strange angle to attack a woman on, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Don't come on. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired of that bit. I'm sorry. Where, where you nail me to the wall. <laughs> I'm so tired. of. I'm sorry. I'll stop doing that. Um, I just, it, I'm just saying like for a, to go to the internet, it's a 500 bucks. Doesn't it's like one of those projects we see all the time where it's like I only need a thousand bucks to do this like fucking big huge thing. It seems like yeah, weird. like are you going to be back for more money? Yeah, because first of all, Snoop Dogg is not doing a collaboration <laughs> with a white uh, female Australian rapper for five hundred dollars. Um, she's getting scammed by somebody. <laughs> There's nothing on here. Um, where she says, here's my latest big single, here's uh, the radio stations I'm getting play on, here's how many Spotify uh, plays I have, here's my YouTube following. Um, nothing that anyone who has not heard of her um, would know. Also, I don't even know if her name is on this. Is her name on this? It's just KC. Okay, so she doesn't say... Is the name. You know, I'm... I'm KC and I'm here to say like she doesn't do she doesn't do anything like that. KC is an upcoming Melbourne based solo hip hop artist and producer who is fierce, intense and brings all of that to the stage. JF, you thought she would leave some of it behind? No, no, no. She's going to bring all that fierceness, all that intensity right onto the stage and you're going to see it. That's sick. She's been chosen to appear in the Woo Invasion mixtape that's due to come out on January 20th. She's currently working on her first EP. I'm just reading an ad for her now. Her first EP. So she has not put out out anything. anything. Yeah. And she's going to do a collabo with Snoop Dogg. Well, it Um, says here she's had the opportunity to meet and talk about performing with artists such as Mob Deep, Horror Show, David Dallas, Ice Cube, and Kevin Hart. Um, you know how Kevin Hart's a big rapper, right? So basically she's meeting these celebrities and saying, I'd love to do a track with you. And them saying, that's dope. Are you also a musician? And she's like, that's well, cool. I'm working on my EP. <laughs> that's cool. Do you have $500? Yeah. yeah Cause, uh, I, Kevin Hart, like the, the biggest grossing <laughs> actor probably outside of the rock. Uh, I'm going to need about $500, like a, like a pyramid scheme. Very strange. Um, also, another thing about this is that uh, she's giving out uh, EPs and T-shirts, which she's buying, she's funding with this money. So that means if you say, okay, half of this is going towards the T-shirts and stuff, does that mean she's giving Snoop Dogg $250? Yeah. None of it really adds up. None of this makes any sense whatsoever. Collaborating with Snoop Dogg has been a dream of mine since I was only five years old. Right. Five-year-old out there talking about um, My five-year-old uh, girl has dreams that sometimes mommy and daddy are going to get in the car and drive away forever. <laughs> and she has told me that before. So kind of, uh, uh, dark, yeah, dark maybe, dreams. Maybe take that kid that you have to the psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know who Snoop Dogg is. She's actually, uh, my kid, uh, she is six. She still thinks he's Snoop Lion. So she's still not up he's on He's not that. up yet. Yeah. It's not up on the name changes. Wait till she hears about Prince. Oh, God, no. That changed his name to... That's how she talks. Changed his name to a symbol? Oh, I thought you were talking about that he died. 
Oh, no. You're going all the way that far back. I'm going that far back. Okay. She's trying to catch up on all the news. Yeah, she still thinks thinks Michael Jackson is a black guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah. Anyway. um, Well, she got it, right? I finally had the opportunity to do a collaboration with him. I need a $500 deposit by January. She got it. She got $655. Australian, which is uh, roughly $3 American. I think that's right. So, uh, Oi, Michila. Congratulations got... to KC. Yeah. Um, and the Sunshine Band. Boom. And the music that you make with Snoop Dogg, I'm sure will be insanely good. I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure this is not some shady record producer uh, getting her to uh, give him hundreds of dollars in cash for no yeah. reason. So. Yeah. That'll uh, that'll be just fine. Looking forward to the uh, track dropping right after her first EP, <laughs> unnamed at this time. So, all right, uh, the next one I got here, Mike. Um, you're gonna love it. Um, you're gonna love it so much. You talk. You talk about me marrying something. Uh huh. You better take your wedding ring off because PBJ Apparel is here, and they're ready to rock your ass. Uh-huh. Huh? Okay. Wasn't planning on having my ass rock today, but. Well, you never are. That's the great thing about ass fine. rocks. <laughs> and that's where you come in. Uh, PBJ apparel. This is an interesting one. A little outside of the box here. Cause it's, it's not a single product per se. Um, this is a clothing line. Okay. <laughs> this one, uh, I'll just read you some of the copy here. First of all, just out of the gate to let you know, they're asking for $805 on this one. Um, that classic amount of money we all love to have. Um, okay, it's $1,000 Canadian, so there you go. That's where that comes from. Mike, now you know the conversion for Canadian to U.S. Thank you. You dummy. So, PBJ Apparel. Unique, limited clothing. I love PBJs, man. You have the what do you have? The peanut butter and the jelly. Knockout combo. One of the best yeah. duos. A real since, one-two punch. Since Batman and Robin, I think. Since Batman and Robin, okay. You're saying Batman and Robin came. Okay. To create clothing that has an appreciating value. Shop for clothing without an entire load of guilt. Hold value in your clothing. So, this is strange to me. The idea here is that uh, you buy a piece of clothing, he says. You wear it for a few years. Then you donate it or throw it out. Is there anything that seems a bit off in this process? Why should a piece of clothing you buy be worth close to nothing after a few years? And how can it continue to hold value over time? The solution? Limited edition clothing created by upcoming artists that are only sold during a certain period of time. Once they start to sell, they are never to be sold again. Yes, this isn't the most sound solution to what I mentioned earlier, but it does help improve the chances. So it's called kneecapping yourself. (laughs) Imagine having a sweater uh, created by Picasso in his early days with only a few hundred in circulation. That's the possibility in our niche. Have fun shopping with the possibility of wearing a piece of unseen gold. Risks and challenges. Potential challenges that we will face are how we keep items exclusive to our brand and to never be resold. We will solve this by having exclusivity deals among the artists we deal with. Okay. Only foreseeable delays would be caused by us not having the quality of clothing we want for our limited edition sales. We want to provide our community with the best we can. Manufacturing and shipping has already been settled, which means they're probably using Teespring. (laughs) 
So, um, you you get a sweater for a hundred Canadian. You get a T-shirt for fifty Canadian. Uh, for five hundred, you get a thank you card and a T-shirt and a sweater. So the idea here is that they want clothes to be less disposable, and they're going to do that by charging you more for them. So you can't afford to dispose of them. <laughs> so, pretty smart stuff. What do you think about the Picasso sweater <laughs> metaphor? Kind of one of the most insane things I've ever heard. <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah, sneakily, uh, one of the strangest things you could possibly say is, um, I'm going to get Picasso in here and he's going to start cranking out some sweatshirts. It's weird to think about uh, or try and frame T-shirts as valuable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Let's see. I'm not a hype beast, JF. I know you're you're a bit of a hype beast. You know, I like getting things that are fashionable, comfortable, and affordable. I like where those is, three things intersect. Which is why you shop at Kirkland. Is that right? You got it, brother. I was trying to think of a bad store, and that's the first one. So I don't know if that's a, a bad store. I don't. I don't even know what it is. Isn't it like a Tuesday morning? Well, let's let's do a couple of them, and you can edit out which one. Okay, I'll we, just do the best after take. we research yeah. which store is bad. That's right. Okay, go for it. Yeah, that's why you shop at the. Uh, Shitty clothing store. Oh, man, come on. Yeah. Let's do another one. Three, two, one. That's why you shop at uh, AIDS Clothing Outlet. Jesus, you're so, you you got me. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, uh, you got me on whichever one of those we decide to go with. Um, it never occurred to this guy that maybe, maybe the Picasso sweatshirt thing didn't happen because... If Picasso was making sweatshirts, he wouldn't have uh, gone on to do all that uh, classic Picasso stuff. Yeah, classic Picasso stuff. Being Picasso. Picassoing around. Hanging out. Like, just kind of puttering around, going to the store. Hey, it's me, Picasso. I love the paint, and I love cutting off my ear. <laughs> That's the top two things that I do. Yeah, it's a different guy. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the painting one is right. Who's the ear guy? Um, that would be, uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Vincent, um, Vincent Van Gogh to the hospital because you just freaking, you know? Uh, yeah. Pablo Picasso, a Guernica to the, uh, well, I don't know. You don't know either. It's one of his paintings. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is crazy. Um, this is not going to go anywhere. One guy's stupid idea. Um, one guy's really stupid idea, really bad idea. It'd be one thing if the designs and everything were good or whatever, like uh, if it were an actual like, oh like yeah, supreme. The some of the clothes and stuff can be valuable because they don't release a lot of them, or they release them in a couple of colorways or something. That creates value because it's so rare. But this guy's trying to do it based off of a clothing line. But it that doesn't he's trying to. Here, start. Here's my one concern with it: it doesn't create value. The value is already inherent in the desirability of the product, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People want Supreme stuff because it looks cool and it's become fashionable through whatever strange means things become fashionable. You can't start from fucking A1 and go, I'm only making one shirt, therefore the shirt is worth $10 billion. <laughs> See, here's what those dummies over there at Hanes are doing. They they're make making, a bunch of their shirts. Many, they're making too many shirts. You crank out that they're many shirts? They're losing money. Yeah, just do one shirt and you'll get as much. You know, I gotta buy a Hanes shirt. This guy, instead, this guy, uh, he went over to Photoshop. I mean, honestly, it looks like he just used Teespring and just screen capped it or something. Yeah, he did. And he did like a uh, like a Photoshop of a guy. Is he blowing a weed cloud that looks like I an octopus? I don't understand the design. Some weird design. 
it's very bad. It's like a clip art type thing or yeah, very shitty t-shirt design. It's never going to go anywhere. This uh, dream this guy had is uh, dead and he's a loser. And also and the name is bad. <laughs> All right. That's too, too much. Let's walk that The name back. is bad. PBJ Apparel. PBJ what Apparel. What a shit, shitty, shitty, shitty thing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you kind of threw dirt on this guy. I think he's got a great idea and I support him. <laughs> I support him 100%. I'm buying a t-shirt right now. $0 of $1,000 or 0 of 805 depending on what country you live in. Zero backers, 20 days to go. That's PBJ Apparel, Mike. JF, we had a, a, something earlier that was from Australia. We got another one here from Australia. This one's from Sydney, Australia. Second largest city in the country of Australia. Did you know that? Okay, let's see. Um, Doesn't matter if you knew it or not, because I just made it up. What's uh? Oh shit! Really? Yeah, I just made that up. What is the biggest, or what is the second biggest? Let's name all the Australian cities we can real quick. Okay, S- Sydney, Melbourne, Melbourne, uh, uh, Sydney, Perth. Ooh. Uh, um, Little Perth. Okay, <laughs> so that's the big four. Um, <laughs> um let's see here the biggest city in australia sydney uh, brisbane sydney melbourne brisbane perth adelaide gold coast newcastle canberra so there you go all my canberra heads um the second biggest city by population is melbourne, melbourne. yeah like i said this one's uh from sydney which is the first biggest city over there okay capital i think Another another detour as we look that up. <laughs> Sydney, Australia, is, uh, this is called uh, Learn How to Become Unscammable. Learn How to Become Unscammable. Now that's cool. Yeah. I'm looking to create a book that will help people save themselves from becoming victims of scams by sharing stories and facts. Uh, okay. Sounds good. So I'm writing this book because I believe – Scammers are becoming more sophisticated every day. It's my mission to share my experience with you through this book and how you could overcome the sales pressure and recognize some of the tactics by scammers, salesmen, and etc. So this guy's going to write a book to tell you how to uh, not be scammed. That's interesting. Yeah. But you uh, you do have to buy this first, right? You got to buy the book. It's not just going to release it. Uh, to the public for free. What other, what kind of scams though is he going to tackle? Online scams, dating scams, telephone scams, sea uh, scams, space scams, arbitrage scams. Uh, does he cover any scams where um, a, uh, a shady producer says that for the low, low cost of $400, <laughs> he can get you an audience with Snoop Covers Bo? the scam where you, somebody holds out the hand to do the high five and then they, Oh no! And they no, do no. too slow. No, and they don't comb their hair back, do they? Too slow. They comb their hair back. Oh my god! No. <laughs> do they also say thought we were friends? Don't say don't. They don't do that, do they? <laughs> too slow. Damn. So this guy's gonna write a book, right? Uh, it's ten dollars for the ebook or whatever. Thirty dollars for the and this is Australian, so it's a couple bucks American. I already used that joke one time. Just slamming them. <laughs> Haven't they been disrespected enough? <laughs> $30 for the hard copy book, um, okay. 150 pages of uh, how to avoid scams. Well, that's crazy. Um, a guy on Kickstarter says, 
uh, that I can teach you how to avoid scams. Uh, and all you have to do is uh, support my Kickstarter for a book. In his uh, in his in his description for the Kickstarter, or whatever he uh, references scamwatch.gov.au. Okay, it's an article that says Australians lose over two hundred twenty nine million to scams in twenty fifteen. So this is scamwatch.gov.au is Australian website, um, anti scam website. But my question is, why wouldn't you just uh, go over that website? <laughs> why wouldn't you just go over that website? Check it out. Um. Yeah, it seems like he shot himself in the foot there. He might have fucked up a little bit on that one. Um, you, you can see all this stuff. I'm right. Go mm-hmm. check out the scam website. Types of scams, yeah. <laughs> Types of scams, report a scam, get help. Oh my gosh, look at all these scams. You got the inheritance scams. Nigerian scams. The psychic and clairvoyant. Okay, they're going to go after my psychics. We're going to have a problem. Scratchy scams. <laughs> now that, okay. I hate, I hate when I get caught up in a scratchy scam. What is wrong with Australians? We got different names for all kinds of Click stuff. Click on, uh, look at his, um, look at his book cover. Oh, yeah. Is that not awful? How to say no to money predators, such as scammers, heavy sales, tactic, and telemarketers. How I lost 10000 on telemarketing predators. How to learn to avoid the same mistakes. Written by Charles Lee. And that is the title of the book. That is the entire title. How I lost 10000 on telemarketing predator. Hold up. So this guy lost... This dude got scammed by a telemarketer? This guy got scammed. And he's writing the How to Not Get Scammed book? <laughs> this guy got scammed, and he's trying to tell you how not... I'm not going to trust this guy. He just got scammed. I'm not going to trust some guy who's fallen for scams all the time. Think what about how many people get scammed, okay? <laughs> then think about how many people don't get scammed. Which group are you going to trust to write a book about how not to get scammed? <laughs> That's insane. <sighs> In this story, I will share my real-life story of being scammed, how scammers got into my mind and made me make decisions that cost that caused me to lose thousands of dollars. Oh, boy. That is a tough sell. That is a really tough sell. I noticed it says two created here. This is his other, uh, his other Kickstarter he created. It was called Adventure Island Board Game. It was canceled. <laughs> it's canceled. It only made one dollar. That's insulting. That's sad. You get an That's email. Very, very sad to me. What would the Adventure Island look cool? <laughs> it's a it's a board game. It's in the prototype stage. I'm not going to bag on for, but it's like this little map on some folding paper here. Um, looks great though. What do you mean it looks great? This is my first board game. I would really like to market my first board game. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> this is sad, huh? Anyway, this, read the story uh, of it. Read the story it just of the took board a dark game. Dark turn. Read the story of the board game. A bunch of survivors' airplane crash landed on the island. So before they got in the airplane, they were survivors. <laughs> That'd be a great tip. They suddenly found themselves stranded, but they were not alone. During their survival journey, they realized they have to survive against two rival parties. Ah, seems kind of like. Okay. Does this remind you of? Okay, this kind of rings a bell. As you play a character in this game named Jack, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Each of the characters, each of the character has an objective. You will face harsh events where your survival skills will be tested. Pick up items to aid you in this journey, because you will need to complete your mission before the other party does. That's so like a multi uh, multiplayer board game type. Uh, 
survival situation. Yeah. Well, that's a nightmare. The game is called Lost. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, best wishes to that guy. Um, can somebody go check on Australia, please? I'm really Australia. concerned about those guys They're over fucking there. Fucking up. Uh, you guys seem to be on the wrong side of pretty much everything that's going on. So best of luck to Australia. Um, here's the final, uh, what do we call them individually? The final, the final crack of the pack, the final, I don't know. We don't final, have a name for the those. final peg in the board. That's something an Australian would say. I take that back. This is called six keys for success in 2018. Um, this is by Pablo. This is his first project. He wants $2,000 on this one, uh, and he's got 20 days to go as of this recording. Uh, the image for this one is fun as heck. Um, it's a uh, what looks like a miniature uh, pool table, <clears throat> and uh, he's got a little key. Um, he's got some keys on a key holder, yeah. kind of. And it's one, two, three, four, five. Five keys. Okay. The thing's called, okay, so the title of it is Six Keys, the number six. The number four success in 2018. I think he got confused because the key holder is a key itself. Damn, that's right. <laughs> the key holder is a key. That's always that's always crazy when something is the, the same shape as the thing that it's holding. That is fucking it's insane. Nuts, dude. <laughs> um, it's nuts. So then he then he has yeah, the 28th, he's got success and he's got little pieces of paper on there. This this is a mini billiards table, right? It's not a real one. It looks yeah. like a mini one zoomed in, right? Yeah, I think it is. Um, so sort of like a little visual aid. What is this? A billiards table for ants? Okay, yeah. Uh, here's my new face. Um, but blue blue steel, but it's 2018 because it's yeah. my New Year's resolution. Yeah, could do a new face. I didn't see the second one, but I'm sure it was really funny. I'm sure, it was good. <laughs> so. I think the good thing about that is there's a lot of meat on that bone that you can go back to for the second Zoolander? time. Zoolander? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's basically a model. He's like a dumb guy. And then I think there's like well, maybe one other dumb guy and then a crazy guy. Yeah. A lot you could do with that. Sounds like a, sounds like the this past election. That oh, my happened, God. Huh? Yeah. There's a crazy guy there and whatnot. Right. All that stuff, other stuff you said. I think the only problem with Zoolander 2 is, is like, how do you get it under three hours? Yeah. <laughs> Like, how do you go on the edit bay, and how do you yeah. even know what to cut out? Ah, this is two movies, right? Because here. it feels like there's you have to do so much world building. Yeah, it's going to be too complex by the end of it. The guy's in there tearing his hair out. Like, if I cut this scene, then the rest of it makes no sense. It's <laughs> <laughs> pouring over big tomes. So this is uh, this is six keys for success in 2018. Now I know what you're thinking. That doesn't sound like a normal Kickstarter because it's not a product or a service. So, yeah, I mean, you're right on that one. Um, he says, just like you, I have set up my New Year's resolutions many years, losing weight, going to the gym, reading more, traveling the world, becoming a better son, brother, husband, and I swear to myself every time this year I will definitely do it. But most of the time I end up doing very little. Mike, does that sound familiar at all? No. <laughs> okay. In 2017, all of this changed. I decided to set clear goals, but not only in my head, I wrote them down so that I could remember easier what these were. And by having them in my mind, I accomplished every single one of them. My God, I'd love for that to be true. Oh, record scratch. Uh, but the true story is I failed again in 2017. So this guy's a big failure. 
So this time, I decided to take a step further. I'm putting together a recipe that I believe will help me set up SMART goals. Have them visible in a daily basis. But more than that, I want to create a network that will help me achieve what I want in life. My network will start with my family and close friends. I know they need to understand where I'm trying to go so they can help me get there. I want to share with you this recipe that I put together so that you can, at the same time, share with family and friends so that together we can finally say in 2018, I will definitely reach these goals. So this is it. I'm putting together a very simple game so that you, with your family and friends, we can all set smart goals in 2018, have them in a visible place where we are constantly reminded of where we want to be by the end of the year, and constantly evaluate what are the actions that we need to take to get there. So this um, this is a Kickstarter where this guy wants to sell you his New Year's resolutions. <laughs> okay. So for $9, you get his uh, New Year's resolutions. He calls it the recipe, but it's... Um, what is the recipe? What, does he ever say what it is? What exactly is, is it? Well, no, that's what the uh, Kickstarter is. You got to okay. pay to play, baby. <laughs> That sounds good. For $15, you get a kit. So you get the recipe and what he's calling the individual basic set. So I guess there's maybe some tools in there to help you, like a jump rope or something. I don't know. For 25 bucks, you get the couple pack. You get two of the individual basic sets, couple rules, and the recipe. Then for 50 you uh, get the same thing, except for you get four of the basic set. So... um this guy is legitimately selling um, his New Year's resolutions, so it's probably going to be stuff like he said earlier in the text. You know, don't forget to lose weight. Um, also, become a better son and father, depending on you know what uh, which one you subscribe to. Um, really uh, strange to me. Don't I don't even know what this guy's going for. I'm putting together a a, sim- a very simple game. So that with your family and friends... And that's the only mention of the word game in the entire Kickstarter. Yeah, like uh, recipe and instructions available in English and Spanish. So, but it never says what exactly it is. It's listed under playing cards um, as a category for Kickstarter. So kind of could use a different uh, description, maybe a little bit better description here. Huh? <sighs> I don't know. I I thought it was very strange. He um uh, he joined Kickstarter on December 31st, so kind of seemed like maybe a last minute <laughs> throw together thing. Seems like if you were thinking about this the whole time, maybe you would uh maybe you would throw it up before the 31st of December um as the year is ending. <clears throat> Looks like he did take a couple of different shots of the key on the pool table picture or is it just the one? It's just the one shot. Uh, no, he, yep. So he's got one, multiple shots. He's got one without the sign. A couple, a little bit of work going into it. Yeah. Plain and simple. Here's here's the help you will need to succeed in 2018 with friends and family, and it's a link. Yeah. So you got twenty two likes on that one, but no dollars contributed. Still a still a huge mystery as to what this is. <laughs> There's absolutely no way to know what this is. That's weird, man. It's legitimately anyone's guess what this is supposed to be. Anyway, it's a it's a recipe and a game, and uh, it's also a set. And a set. <laughs> it is also keys. Zero dollars of two grand. Yeah, twenty days to go. I don't Best know. Of luck. This makes me feel like this guy was two grand behind on rent, and I was like, yeah. "Well, something, man." So I don't know. Good luck to him if that's the case, but otherwise, uh, it seems like a scam. So I'd like to push him down. Okay. Wow. 
Is that on your resolutions? <laughs> <laughs> to push, just to push more people down. Push them down on the ground. Stomp on them. <laughs> You're a big bully, is all you are. I love bullying people. It's fine. Uh, Jay, that's it for the six pack. Let's come back uh, and finish up the show with a little of a uh, mailbag. That's a great idea, Mike. That's where you come in. That's where you come in. This is the mailbag segment over here at YKS. If you have any questions, comments, compliments, or insults, send them on over to yourkickstartersucks at gmail.com. Um, also, uh, before we totally get going and get off the air here, I want to let you know you can call in 802-359-PISS. That is the YKS uh, PISS hotline. And it doesn't Okay, so just to uh, clarify that, you don't have to talk about PISS. You don't have to be drunk. You don't have to be going through a drive through You don't have to quit your job. All those things are welcome and more, but just letting you know that those are not requirements. Um, so this is the mailbag. We got a we got a couple of mails to get to. Yeah, a couple of uh, more mails. A couple more mails. In addition, you thought to- you were sick of the mails on this show. Oh boy, here comes some more. Here comes at least three more. Three three more <laughs> mails for a total of five mails, aka five guys. They should call it six males yeah, when we're do. reading out of the bag. Jeff Sorry. writes, uh, I think I remember at some point Mike says that he never smiles. However, he laughs like a maniac throughout the show. Surely you have to smile when you laugh. I imagine a person laughing without smiling. Uh, it's really disturbing. Maybe that's why Mike laughs so much. It's his only outlet for the natural human need we all have to smile. Something to think about. Thanks, Jeff. So yeah. I tried to pay attention. I knew this was. I knew we were going to read this one. I tried to pay attention a little bit uh, yeah. tonight to what happened when you laughed. Yeah. So sometimes you do throw your head back and cackle. Yeah. Um, and you do a sort of. You have sort of a grimace on your face when you do that. I think. Yeah. Not quite a. I mean, well, okay, it's not like that. You look it's like. Not, isn't like. No, you look like, like that. Cookie puss when you do that. No, it's <laughs> not like that. Uh, <laughs> You're just doing just Nixon impressions now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Did you say that? You, do you remember saying that? Yeah. I remember that. And that's true. Tears of a clown, baby. That's true. I never uh, I never laugh. I never learned how to laugh. My parents never taught me how to laugh. And it's actually kind of fucked up for, for you to write in about it and talk about it because it's not like I can help it, you know? The question was about you smiling. That's what I meant. <laughs> but other than that... I think you do smile, so, but a lot of times I would say more often than not, you're making other people laugh. So yeah. you don't, you don't do the smiling when you make other people laugh. Cause it's funnier if you don't. Yeah. As somebody so. who you, you try to make people laugh. I don't know. I don't actually know in social situations what you do, like at work or whatever. I know you make a lot of people laugh when you get behind that old keyboard and start typing stuff off. People love that. But is it the compliment hour over here? You're a, you're a great guy, and you have a wonderful personality. And right. it just when people get to know right, you, they're going right, to fall right, in love right. with you. That's Shut just the way up. it is. Fuck off. When you're at, when you're at work, do you try to make people laugh? Like just uh, like person to person, do you have like no. a quip when you pass by them or whatever? No, or are you just quiet not at all because they're they're normies. So I don't really. Uh... I remember, I went to uh, went out with some work people, and we saw Star Wars. And before we were going into the theater, there was a guy there. Did you do the Yoda car bit? No, I said, uh, so I never, I've never talked to this guy. 
in my life. <laughs> so I was like, uh, he was like, he's like, this is pretty cool. And he's like putting on his glasses. He's a normal guy. Mm-hmm. That's my normal guy impression. This is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Huh? Uh, but I was like, uh, as we were getting in the theater, walking in to sit down, I was like, yeah, I heard in this one that Yoda has a big pair of hooters. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought it was really funny. <laughs> But you're always taking a chance when you say. Does he really like fucking that. say that to some normal guy? Yeah, that's fucking funny, man. <laughs> but you're always taking a chance because you don't know if that guy's gonna be like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, that's stupid, mad, or yeah. just maybe he laughed and then reported you to HR. Like you have no maybe. idea. This guy said Yoda had Hooters. <laughs> Fire him now. Fire his ass. They weren't even that big. Anyway, so well, I think you're great. Is that what we were talking about? I don't know. Probably. Hey, uh, Nathan writes, uh, do you guys have any experience in this type of audio-based entertainment? I know a lot of stuff is cut out, but you two seem very comfortable in the recordings. And for the most part, you guys keep things moving pretty well from one topic to another. Just laying on the compliments, Nathan, over here. Yeah, and I will uh, reiterate that you did pick these emails out. I, uh... (laughs) So, so wait, 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 wait. How much do you guys talk to each other outside of the show? Also, do you guys ever make time to meet each other outside of the show? I think at this point we're trying to become more rigid with our schedule. Um, and therefore, uh, to the extent that we have time to do other things, um, socially, I think we would always feel like we got to come up, we got to at least come up with something for the show. Um, so, you know, between Mike's work and my kids, um, it's, it's, I think it's rare that, uh, we just, we just purely fuck off without even feeling guilty about it. Right. Yeah. We at least feel bad about it. If we fuck off, I feel extremely bad, uh, all of the time. So that's kind of a cool shortcut that I learned. (laughs) Just feel bad, uh, regularly. Um, I learned how to do some stuff at the at the local radio station just on my own, fucking around. Because all you have to do is go in there and say, um, "At the this is at the college station." Uh, yeah. You just have to go in there and say, uh, "Yeah, I will totally uh, just do this if you want me to." And they'll say, "Okay, here You're are hired. the here are the keys to the building, by the way, um, and you can come in whenever you want, and uh, <laughs> you can uh, say and do whatever you want on this radio show. And also, I'm not going to teach you how to do anything, but here's a bunch. Here's like um." Here's approximately 1,000 buttons and $1 million worth of equipment, and you have a good time. So, Did you like that job? You did a radio DJ thing. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. You did it at like, what, 5 a.m. or something? So you could just fuck off and nobody would care? Yeah. Uh, I had one old lady that would call in all the time and say she loved my voice and she wanted to request a song. (laughs) Oh, boy. So there are people out there that are like dedicated listeners of a college radio station, which kicks ass. (laughs) But I played 60s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And anything that they had access to on that that Google Radio program, mm-hmm. uh, Wide Orbit, I could play fucking anything I wanted. You have to hit a certain number of songs. You have to hit your breaks. You have to do your station IDs and your commercials. It, well, non-commercial, but I mean your like school-based advertisements or whatever. Um, but uh, man, it's cool. You just pull up uh, pull up the songs. As one guy would call in, and, and he would always want to listen to Wichita Lineman. <laughs> I was like, the song kicks ass. That's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, very strange to think about who's listening. Because obviously no one on campus is listening yeah. to the school radio at 5 a.m. So That's cool, man. I think that's the ideal. Uh, it's a good thing that that industry is alive and well. And I'll probably just transition in there really smoothly here pretty yeah, soon, I think. Get in there. Make, get in there. Strike while the iron is hot, <laughs> I think. 
for terrestrial radio. Yeah, it's a good time. But then if you know if that doesn't work out, I think I'll always have a uh, journalism to fall back on. <laughs> so that's you got the uh, uh, we've uh, seemed very comfortable on the recordings, and I think that's due to how uh, good of friends we are. We're not good friends at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I'm surprised to hear him say that he knows a lot of stuff is edited. Like I don't do I don't do a lot of work to make sure it sounds seamless, but I'm surprised that people are picking up on it at all. <laughs> yeah. Hell, uh, P- hey guys, uh, I noticed that everything is really choppy and shitty all the time. So it sounds like you just slap it together. Um. <laughs> Anyways, great job. Forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh Lord of mercy. Uh, I don't know. Do we ever make time to meet out outside of the show? No, never. Let's um, keep it that way. Jesus. <laughs> no, we got to do more. We got to have more hang sessions. We got to do it, man. We got to take the pressure off, and I think the schedule is going to do that. The more we I have, have any, I don't have any friends besides you. So I'm I know that's what I'm saying. To come through here. That's what I'm saying. My friends live too far away. Um, you know, I'm just up here isolated as a as a suburban dad, and I chose this life, and that's fine. I'm ready to die in my house. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to wither away and die. Kind of cool. <laughs> think about what room in your house. Yeah, which one? Which one are you going to go in? There's do you so think? many rooms. Uh, hey, Brian writes, uh, I recently read the novel 6-4 after formal y- former YKS guest Dan O'Sullivan recommended it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The book was great. So I wanted to see if you guys had any book recommendations, both fiction or nonfiction recommendations. Appreciate it. Uh, did you know they named that novel 6-4 after how freaking tall Dan is? <laughs> yeah. Six, he's about 6-4. I read that trivia, yeah. Um, So it, you should probably just ask Dan again <laughs> because I don't have anything. <clears throat> ask the old football coach in stores now yeah. until they uh, until they realize it's not uh, selling on the shelves and then they chop them all up and send them back to me in a big box and charge me for it. Ask the old football coach. I was that was my recommendation. Shit, um, you're such a nice guy. So I gotta pick another one, and I will pick. Looking at your bookshelf right now, Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire by Steve Perry. Can't put it down. It's a phenomenal book. Non-canonical at this point, of course. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a universe. Who's this one about? Uh, this one is. A, I forget who this one's about. This is after. Uh, oh, this is between. The Empire and uh, Jedi. So. Oh. So maybe not oh, necessarily. I mean, some of the things might be canonical. Um, some of the things they didn't take. They didn't take... Um, what are those... Uh, what are the, What is the race of alien creatures that is really a big part of the uh, the extended universe? I keep wanting to call them the Og Vorbis, but I know that's an audiophile type. What are you talking about? The, the fucking aliens that are like a big deal. Like... Uh, in the Star Wars universe and the expanded universe after the events of episode six. Oh, Og Vorbis. Is here you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. You don't know about. what I'm talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. Um I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um the Star Wars expanded universe has these these fucking aliens in it. Um and they're all uh, it's like a Star Trek thing almost. You know what I'm talking about? They're like um you're gonna you're gonna piss me off if you don't know it. Star Trek. Now that was a show. <laughs> you're you're such a piece of shit. Written by R. A. Salvatore. I'm thinking of Vector Prime. 
The new Jedi Order here. Why didn't you say that? What did you say, Agvorbis? That was way off. The Yuzon Vong. Did you ever read any of those? <clears throat> I never read any of those. I'm not a big reader, JF. I don't. I don't. I can't uh, stay focused when I try to read books. I'm the exact same one. I would love to read more, but I just can't do it. I can't. I don't have the. The funny thing that I think of now, when, whenever this comes up in conversation, is uh, is uh, you you uh, you did a very nice thing. You uh, you brought over some books that you knew that I would be interested in. The Norm Macdonald autobiography. Um, the uh, the Jack Handy book, yeah. I think another one, maybe. The uh, SNL. Did I bring that SNL? Book? You might have brought the SNL book over. Yeah, Good all book. things I would totally love and be interested in. Yeah, you brought them over. I have not read a single word on any of the pages, and I'd be curious to know how much of it you actually read. I so I read maybe ninety percent of the Jack Handy book, The Stench of Honolulu. Yeah, ninety percent of it. I couldn't. I couldn't stay focused on it. Did you read any other ones? I read the entire that SNL. Oh book, wow! Okay, that uh, big. I forget what it's called. The yeah. I, I think it's just live from New York. Yeah, um, I think that's right. But uh, and then uh, what was the other one? Norm. The Norm book. I probably read 40% of that. I'm so bad, dude. The way I imagined it in my head was you got these three books all in one package from Amazon, and you looked at it, and you're like, mm. no. and then you just brought it over to me. I got a I got a book from my friend Keith uh, uh, in a, a while back, and I could never I could never fucking sit down and read it. I know. I suck. I can't. Like, everybody, I'll buy everybody's books, like Branson's book, your book. Yeah. Uh, Brendel's book. I'll buy it, and then I'll just sit on a shelf, and I'll be like, ah. Scale by that. Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die. Uh, it's supposed to be an awesome book. Um, I have not read that either. So I yeah. suck really bad. Um, Keith, Talking to the wrong guys. Keith had a bad loss today with uh, the Buffalo Bills. A better question for us would be uh, what what old video games are you playing? <laughs> yeah, that's actually a lot better. <laughs> that's um, insanely sad. That's pathetic. We're very stupid men. You know what? Uh, I will say this. Um, I uh, I checked out um, House of Leaves from the public library. Yeah. And read like uh, 10% of that. And I was like, oh, this could be kind of cool. And then I took it back. But, yeah. So that's my book recommendation. I need to hit up the library, man. Dude, they got so much shit in there. They got so much stuff in there. They got all these books. They're just free. You can just take them. So I guess check out the library. See what they got over there. It's kind of like a store, but you don't have to have any money. Yeah. It's insane. I don't think they won't be in business long. The library. It's That's not a not great a, business not model. A great model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got guys coming in here and taking books, and then you got other guys in here sleeping or jacking off. Yeah. I'm in the back in a business suit going, hang on, hang on just a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> John Taffer comes in, Dude, kicks the down the doors of the public library. <laughs> Clean this up. This stinks. <laughs> what do you mean you're giving away for free? <laughs> What's your food program? Anyways. That's my that's my recommendation as well. That's also mine. So that was the first episode of season three. How do you think it went? Let us know. Bad. You thought it was bad. Yeah, I thought it was bad. How did you think it went? I think it was nice. I thought it was nice too. I changed my answer. Good call. <laughs> if you have any thoughts on season three, whether it's the first episode you've just heard, whether it's where you want to see season three going, do you have any thoughts about season four? Do you have any thoughts about the YKS Expanded Universe and whether we should include Og Vorbis moving forward as a canonical part of the series? Um, what else? What, what, what else? Um, do you have any questions about my relationship with Mike? That seems to be something you want to know a lot about. Have we ever kissed? 
Have we ever held hands? Do we do the thing where you leave a seat um, in between you at the movie theater? Um, all that stuff we will answer if you write in uh, at your Kickstarter sucks at gmail.com. Drop us a voicemail inbox line at uh, 802-359-PISS. That's the YKS hotline. Uh, as I said before, check us out on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash your Kickstarter sucks. Uh, and what else, Mike? Uh, shop.yourkickstartersucks.com. Got t-shirts Ooh. and buttons and stickers Ooh. and all that jazz and everything. Ooh. And Mike says the stickers nature. are bumper sticker rated. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> That's what he said. Did you not say that? I don't remember if I said it. You don't remember saying I don't it? remember if I said it. If they, I if took they, that if, as the gospel truth that if, they are if, rated to go on bumpers. If, if, if you think I said it, then I'll stand by it. Okay, we've got a special deal with CarMax where they will increase the value of your car by 50% <laughs> if you have a YKS sticker on when you trade it in. So it was really hard to get, so I hope you check that out. All right, guys, so we'll see you back next time for Season 3, Episode 2 of YKS. Thanks, for, thanks for supporting the Bye. show. Bye. Okay, don't step yeah. on just don't step on me and thanks for supporting the show. Goodbye. Bye. Uh hey Jesse and Mike. Uh this is Gene. Um I'm calling from the bathroom at a Starbucks. Because I had a good idea for a movie. Uh, it'd be about two detectives, uh, John Pee Pee and Biff Poo Poo. be called Pee Pee and Poo Poo. Um, I feel like Detective Pee Pee would be the kind of no nonsense, uh, by the rules guy. And Poo Poo would be the guy who, like, dangles bad guys off of buildings to get the information. I don't know. I mean, I'm open to suggestion. I'm not married to the idea. This is Six Pack. We take six Kickstarters. We riff on them. Um, (coughs) 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 Uh (coughs) I'm going to die. We take a quick break for Mike to cough his Perrier. (coughs) 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 It went down the wrong pipe, J.O.